The following announcement has been paid for by Markin' Out. You want to make a fashion statement? Markin' Out t-shirt. We're here for business. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fan. We've got large, extra large. We've got bread inside. Go buy the shirt. The Markin' Out t-shirts start at $19.99, plus shipping and handling. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Out to order yours today. The preceding announcement has been paid for by Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Running like this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. We Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 313. Also, I believe this might be the 6th year anniversary. There we go. Which I don't understand how that's quite possible. Me neither. But who knows? But uh, yeah, so I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Buy the t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. You heard it. You heard it right right there in the opening of the show. Check it out. Also joined by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing great. I am really excited to record this week. A lot took place in the world of professional wrestling, especially, specifically, WWE. Yes. So, looking forward to it. But, Brandon, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. And, uh, yeah, I am. Super Bowl's tomorrow. Do you care? I don't. I I don't either. I don't either. Know what I do care about? People liking us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash marking app. Not too sure if you made that one up there. No, I didn't. I did not. Okay. Well, there you go. Facebook, Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Make sure you go like us and Google Play, whatever that is, Stitcher Radio, whatever that is, iTunes, whoever uses that. But, yeah, listen to us. Subscribe. Um, yeah, so Super Bowl, apparently John Cena, apparently John Cena's in a commercial or something like that. Yeah, well, he plays Ernie the Elephant. Oh, Okay, now I'm disappointed in the commercial. Okay, <laughs> why? Well, I I saw that I didn't click into it and stuff, and I was just like, all right. I'm always a fan of when pro wrestling is um in, involved with Super Bowl or just anything commercial wise, and it's just an elephant. Well, though there'll there'll be three pro wrestling commercials related commercials on Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Since I believe two of those belong to The Rock, two different movie trailers of his. Ah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. But I don't even plan on watching the Super Bowl this year. I don't plan on watching these commercials. I don't care about football. Mm-hmm. I, I think everything is, is stupid because Tom Brady is in the Super Bowl. He should have been banned from, from, from for life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely should have been banned from the NFL for life. 
Yeah, it's very baffling and confusing at the politics that take place in the NFL. Um, yeah, but you got the Falcons taking on the Patriots. AJ Styles taking on. But it's John not Cena. even. It's not even. AJ Styles is not from Atlanta, even. Okay. Like it's so stupid. So stupid. But Brandon, what? But you what, think what it's stupid. Yes, I do. But what I can do is is praise the thirty for thirty that aired for for ESPN. Which turned out, I don't know why my DVR said it was only going to be 30 minutes. I said that last week, I think, mm -hmm. that I was disappointed it was only a half hour. It turned out to be like an hour and a half long or something. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so... Who were they interviewing? Any ex-players? Uh, well, He Hate Me was interviewed. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't think of the other dude's name. That They said he was the best in the league. I can't think of what his name was. But uh, they had Dick Ebersol. Um, Vince, obviously, Jesse Ventura, um, and then just, like, I guess, a bunch of other NFL execs and, and uh, oh, Coach was interviewed. Uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Good old Coach. Yeah. All right. So anything to note about it? I'm always a fan of those 30 for 30 series. Yeah, well, the last time that they did one was good. But, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was good to hear... Jerry Jones talking about how the NFL would not be the NFL without the XFL. That's really interesting. Because, I mean, it really is true, and I don't really know if people understand that. Because I, I think outside of the wrestling world, no. Because of, like, all the components around it. They, they wanted, they, they pitched the idea... So I don't know who it was that pitched the idea for XFL, but they were like, take take this game of Madden. This is what people are used to seeing when they play Madden, and this is what people want for football, probably. Let's give them this overhead camera. They took it. Vince McMahon has that camera already or whatever, so boom, push it into XFL. Now you got that used on a daily, the overhead camera. Yeah. You want... You want Cameras on the field? Yeah, we're, we're going to put cameras on the field. You want to mic up your, your players? Yeah, we're going to mic up our players. Mm -hmm. Those things weren't done before the XFL. No. So, so it's interesting to see that, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's nice to see pro wrestling having such an impact outside of the world of pro wrestling, you know? Yeah, and Tom Brady should definitely still, 100%, I think he should be banned for life. Well, there you go. You cheat, there you, you go. cheat. You cheat, you cheat. That's it. Bottom line. Yeah. Stone Cold says so. What up? So, All uh, right. so how was how was your week? My week was really well. Uh, last day, well, it was my last week at my clinical site, and next week I start a new clinical site. So that should be interesting. Very excited. What does that mean? Like a different hospital or something? No, uh, no, just a different clinical rotation. You have different rotations that you circle through to get experience. So I'm done with my last one. Now I'm going to my last one in May. I shall be graduating. So very excited. And you'll become Dr. Dave? Yeah, I'll graduate with my doctorate. <laughs> so I'm Dr. Dave. I'm going to mark out because then I'll be able to be Dr. D. Dr. Oh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Yeah, but um, no, it's exciting. Exciting. Been looking forward to this time for a very long time. So, yeah. But, Brandon, how was your week? 
It was good. I went to, I saw Aladdin on Broadway this week. Now, is that, is it still the original Genie? It was not. I think, I think like it, it depends on when you go, but like up until February, let's say 20th or something is, that's his, like his last day is around then. But the, uh, the dude was still awesome that played the Genie. Mm-hmm. But it's funny because like it was it's restaurant week in New York City up until like the the tenth I think, so I was browsing through that, through through the restaurants and on a whim I told my friend I was like oh look this place is uh, it's twenty nine dollars for this for this restaurant week deal. Want to go? And then we went, and then I was like we need to find something to do afterwards. And I was like, want to want to see about Aladdin tickets? Aladdin tickets seemed they were cheap enough, which was surprising to me. But they were like, I think they came out to be like sixty something bucks. That's not too bad. No, considering like it's normally like a hundred or eighty or ninety bucks. So then we bought tickets to Aladdin, and uh, I went to we went to a Brazilian a Brazilian restaurant with the Rodizio with like the unlimited all you can eat meats. Huh. Have you ever, if you don't mind me asking, how much? It was $29 plus tax and tip. I would be interested in that. For, oh, for restaurant week. Yeah, for restaurant week. They, That's you, pretty cool. You, they gave you, it was um, top top round, top sirloin, uh, chicken, pork sausage, or not pork, I don't know what it was. I didn't, obviously I didn't have that one, but. Um, what was the other one? There was, there was another pork one wrapped in Parmesan. I don't know what else. Yeah, there was a bunch of meats and then they had the unlimited all you can eat like salad bar thing there too, which I could a hundred percent just go in there and eat the salad bar only. I don't need to have the rotation of the meats because there's up on the salad bar. There's, there's four hot trays. Um, one of them I had, there was risotto. Another one, they had like a fish, a fish stew, which I'm good on that. Another one was the like potatoes all gratin, but with ham in it. And then the last one was like a beef sausage type of thing. Okay. But they have like chicken salad on the, on the line, which I thought was so good. And, uh, if you go at night, they have like sushi and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so for $29, I got the same amount of food that I would have if I went without restaurant week, would have been $60-$70. Wow, that's a big difference. Yeah, so if you want to come home <laughs> yeah, right. before the 10th and go there for lunch, I'm, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's enticing, but I'm probably going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it was it was a good time. Very cool. Very cool. Well, something else that was pretty cool this week was WWE NXT Takeover taking place in San Antonio. Which was actually last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was actually a week ago today. Yeah. But yeah, but, it did. It took place at the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas. Um, this this event was really good. I agree. I thought that they they continued to 
do a good job with NXT, especially when you're not, uh, you don't have star-studded lineups like they did on the first and second one with Sami Zayn and stuff like that. I think that they are really doing a well job with uh, putting the spotlight on a lot of these other uh, wrestlers like Ty Dillinger, Roderick Strong, uh, Authors of Pain, you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying that Roderick Strong isn't, or any of these other wrestlers aren't on that same level that they used to be, but I think that it was a little bit more um, star-studded lineups for, like, one and two. It's weird. Yeah, well, not one and two. I don't know. One one goes all the way back with, like, Bo Dallas and stuff. That's true. But, like, I mean, the, the, the talent changes all the time. In NXT. Yeah. So it's not, you're not always going to get the same things, but, um, but this NXT TakeOver, like, there was not one bad match, which I don't think there's normally, like, a bad match, per mm-hmm. se, but a lot of unexpected things coming from this. Um, the opening match itself was Eric Young defeating Ty Dillinger. Yeah, good match. I mean, Ty Dillinger, it was an uphill battle of him battling uh, sanity. Yeah, Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane were also out there. And, um, uh, and Eric Young. Well, now, why did they get rid of the other guy again? He's injured. It is an injury? Sawyer Fulton, yeah. All right. Uh, you also had Roderick Strong take on Sian Almas, and I thought that this match was actually really good. Which, I, when I was watching this, I, I'm pretty sure I picked Andrade Almas to win this. There were we, a, didn't, we didn't pick. We did, we did pick. Did we? Oh, yeah, wait. 100%. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did, we did. I didn't even, okay. Hold on, let me go through. Let's see. Who did we pick for Eric Young? Hold on. <laughs> All right, and we tied. How, we did we? Yep. What did we? We both picked EY or no? No, we tied two two. What did we pick for Eric Young and Ty Dillinger? For Alma Strong. I said you picked Eric Young Amis. and Ty I know. Dillinger. You picked Amis and I picked Strong. For EY, you picked EY, I picked Dillinger. Oh. And then we both got the tag match wrong. And yep. then the main event wrong. Yeah. But, yeah, so there were a bunch of moments in this match with Amos where I was like, oh, this is it. Amos is going to pick up the victory and then just didn't. He lost to Roderick Strong, but I really, really, really hope that they do something big with Andrade Almas because he can, I really do think he can be the next big, like, talent from from Mexico. Really? I do. I really do think that. I, like, if you put him on a, a level as Del Rio, I don't know if he could speak on the microphone or not. Uh, but, like, if you give him, like, a manager or something that, that cuts promos for him, I think he could be just as good as Del Rio. Um, I'm not too – I'm not going to agree with that one. I don't think he has the same cal- – he's a different caliber of wrestler. 
So it's going to take. It was going to be very different for him to catch on to the fans and everything like that, as compared to Del Rio. Well, yeah, obviously you got to build him up, but yeah, I mean there are people. I mean, if you watch, I mean, I don't think a lot of people watch Lucha Libre in mm-hmm. the states, but La Sombra is not like a. It's not a name that's unknown to people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but he's also a Lucha Libre, unlike Del Rio, who is. Uh, Del, Del Rio came from the same background. I disagree. I think Almas. can't disagree. I think he and Almas is more from, high flyer. I disagree with that. Okay. I think La Sombra is more high flyer than Del Rio. I disagree I with that. I think for that, all right. I mean, yeah. his finishers say completely different. I mean, Yeah, he, that's finisher, but his wrestling cap-wise doesn't. I don't know, man. I, I see him. Let's more... look at the size difference. Well, what size difference? How tall is Amas? Well, I probably five eleven. Let's see. I didn't even think he was that tall. He he's not a small guy. I mean, five eleven is short for wrestling, but yeah, you're right. Five eleven. And what, did, you, did you write his... his <laughs> yes, uh, I went and writ, writ, wrote down his heights. <laughs> All right, tell me, how tall is Del Rio? Uh, yes. At least 6'4", six, 6'3". Six, Close, 6'5". So, I mean, I, yes, there's a, a difference in height-wise and everything. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, I feel like San Almas is going to be played as... Uh, um, yeah, but the how, underdog, how much, as how opposed much is, to Del Rio, who doesn't need to be played as an underdog because of his, he already has that height advantage. How much does he weigh? Who? Um, Almas. Almas, yeah. Uh, One seventy-six. And Del Rio. Um, hold on, I actually have to click into him. Uh, Del Rio. Uh, Two thirty-nine. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, when I when I look at at uh, um I can't what's his name Cien Almas I kind of I feel like I kind of I kind of see Mil Moscaris with like a whole updated move set. So I don't know. Maybe I just have to see more of him. But I'm I'm skeptical of that. I'm not not about his wrestling capabilities or anything like that. But just whether or not he is um, Del Rio caliber. I mean, there has to be a reason why he's still there. So whether or not he gets used oh yeah to the no main I mean events. I mean I I mean but I don't see that he, I mean I don't see him going to be a, I think he's going to be good. I just don't think he's going to be the next big thing. I don't know. If they built him up correctly, I think anything's possible. Mm-hmm. All it takes is two fists. Or whatever James Ellsworth's oh, saying is. Please. <laughs> oh, will you come on? Oh, will you come on? Up next, though, for the NXT Tag Team Championships, we saw the authors of Pain, Akum and Razor, Razar, defeat <laughs> DIY I said last week no way in hell was DIY going to lose the tag team titles and then they lost the tag team titles 
I know. But I'm not even disappointed because that match was was really good. I agree. I, there was plenty of times where I thought that Authors of Pain were going to win it a lot sooner. And then there was many times where I was just like, oh, DIY, here's a big comeback. Here's a big finish. All right. He's um, – um, Gargano is making his comeback right now. All right, here comes the pin. And then, nope, not happening yet. So that. I thought that overall it was a good good show by both. I mean, right at the end where they hit that double power bomb, those power bombs look nasty. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. As long as they stop, they don't power bomb them on top of each other. Yeah. But yeah, next up you had the women's title on the line in a um, fatal four way. Asuka defending her championship against Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, and Nikki Cross. Asuka picking up the victory in this. It was a good match. Um, nothing spectacular, in my opinion. I thought, uh, kayfabe-wise, stupid. At one okay. point where, they, like, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, they put Nikki Cross through the table. Uh-huh. Asuka's out. The, would the smartest thing not be to drag someone who just went through a table to the ring to pin her? Now, I'm going to just play devil's advocate right now. Because you just brought that up, kayfabe-wise. Like, why not just do that? Why not just Billy Kay or Peyton Royce lay down for each other and just say we're the women's champion? That's also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, let's not beat around the bush. I mean, they even said from the start, a victory for me is a victory for you, pretty much. Damn, that would have been good, too. <laughs> and so I, I honestly I, I really was hoping that we'd see a co-NXT women's champion even though it wasn't recognized when Laycool did it uh-huh. but they still did defend the title for each other sometimes I would I would like to see an actual like recognized title run as two co-champions yeah so I mean realistically at the, at the very end of the match Royce or or uh K could have looked at each other and be like, hold on, what are we doing? And just have one of them lay down and call the other one over and say, pin me. I can't and believe I didn't think of that. Champions. I really can't believe I didn't think of that. And then Asuka would still be undefeated, quote unquote. Exactly. Asuka would remain undefeated and you transfer over the title a little bit to add some more, uh, some more to that title. Damn. <laughs> And then, uh, and then the next takeover event, which would probably, I think it's April first. If no, April is it April first? Yeah, April first. Wow, look at that. They had April first last year too. That's pretty cool. It's because they switched the day. But yeah, so at WrestleMania time, something could have happened with that. Yeah. I mean, just because they're co-champions, or even one of them is champion, and the other one's like, what about the other one? Okay, I'm going to go a little bit further. What about, they do that lay down, right? And one of them becomes the champions, uh, the champion, and then the other one gets a little bit jealous. She's just like, oh, the spotlight being on her as the champion instead of the both of them, and it just becomes a little ongoing thing like, all right, am I going to, you're going to give me that shot, right? Right, right? And then it just ends up being the breaking point of these two. Yeah, I don't want to see that. I just want to see, I, I, I want to just see them. I actually be. really like them together. Yeah. Uh, but like WrestleMania wise, I would have to assume, given that there is a big NXT event 
that weekend, and it's WrestleMania, uh, I would assume that they're going to bring somebody in or try to bring somebody in for that. All right, so book it for me. Book it, Booker Man. I, I don't know. I hope I, that I have they. No idea. I, I mean, hope because like last year, bring... last year you had Oscar defeating Bailey for the title. So it's like you didn't need to bring somebody big in because Bailey was already big mm-hmm. in like in NXT. Yeah. So I don't because like where else do they really go from here with the women's championship? Where else do they really go with Oscar from here? Right. I mean, when does this become one of those like, all right, we're retired. Let's let's move on. Like we no? get it, Goldberg. You're undefeated. What's that? I said, like we get it, Goldberg. You're undefeated. Exactly. Let's let's get you up to the main stage. I mean, if anything, I could see her losing a takeover to someone and then having that raw debut, which uh, after WrestleMania, which happens so frequently now, but it's also one of those moments where it's like, I'm still cool with it. Which would then mean Charlotte probably keeps the championship. And Bailey doesn't, doesn't win at WrestleMania. Or Bailey does win at WrestleMania and then it turns into a triple threat match. Potentially. Potentially. Yeah. I can see both of those. Yeah. I mean, it seems like right now they're playing up. Uh, what's her face? Ember Moon to be the next challenger for Asuka. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna happen. Why? I don't know. What makes you? I think just. Otherwise? I just. I don't. Because I mean, she's face. So it's like it's. I mean, yes. So Bailey, so is Mickey James. I was gonna say yes, Bailey, and yeah, Mickey James is completely different though, because she's not. I, I, she I wasn't just, with the company, but like Bailey was face also. So. Yeah, I, I don't see this having. I think this is more of a. I want a challenger. Like, you I know? just don't. I don't see Ember Moon being up there with Asuka as of right now. I think that that's what they're building for, though. I think that's really what they're working towards. Well, yeah. I, I mean, probably. Meh. All right. Uh, next up, you had Bobby Roode, the main event. Bobby Roode taking on the champion, NXT champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, first of all, really first of all, before the match even, Bobby Roode's entrance. Glorious. He comes out with, like, I don't know how many women there were. I forget. Rick Flair, Rick Flair would like be jealous. Six or eight. Shinsuke Nakamura, though, comes out and dances on a pole? What was that? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't understand that. I was just like, wait, what? I feel like this takes away from his entrance. I did not understand that at all. That was the weirdest thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, we've already given him this kind of entrance. We've given him this entrance. We did this entrance again. What can we do? I know. Let's get him a pole to dance on. Yeah. Confusing. I, I would assume. I think it. it I, I think that was the, the golf cart from the Royal Rumble. You think? I don't know. It looks similar to it. I'm not too sure. I didn't see anyone driving around it, but... I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. But this match was really good. 
Uh, and they said William Regal was out sick, so Coach Matt, Matt Bloom was out there instead once Nakamura I, got injured. Okay, yeah, I was just, I was expecting, well, once he came out, I wasn't expecting him to come out, but I was just like, is this, are we about to get a screw job or something? But then I guess he was just out there to make sure all was well. And I still, I don't know what if that's legit. What do you mean? His injury? Oh, yeah. I don't know it either. I I don't think it is. Which led to speculation, oh, he's gonna be at Royal Rumble. Which I'm I'm honestly I'm glad he wasn't. He like uh, the, I think it'd, it'd be too. I think it'd be dumb for it to for because he's right now he's like the anchor of of NXT. Him mm-hmm. and Bobby Roode are anchors, for sure. Yeah. So you take him out. And it was weird that afterwards they, they had the, the backstage segment, the like a dot com exclusive. Did you see that? Uh, no, I didn't watch it. Triple H is like talking to Nakamura and Nakamura's like he's got his face in like the towel and stuff, like writhing in pain. And mm-hmm. Chris Hero was over there to like check on him. And he goes, Hey man, it it really sucks or something like that. And it was just like it came off like it seemed like it was like such a heel thing that he was doing, but well, Chris Hero is a heel. No, he's not. I think he's coming back as a heel. Well, he already came back as a face. I didn't think so. Who did he come out and Nakamura? Oh, was it Nakamura? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Did they air it yet? I don't think so. I they don't... didn't air it yet. Huh. But yeah, well, Nakamura is no longer champion. So yeah, so they might they may not even air that at all. But yeah, I think Hero is going to be a heel. Which fits him perfectly. Which, that, that doesn't make sense, though, because where is he going from there? Bobby Roode is a heel. Well, it's going to be Chris Hero versus Nakamura. And Bobby Roode versus oh. the next challenger. Oh, okay. Which would be, I think that's smart to kind of phase Nakamura away from the title. And you could this way it phases Chris Hero in, and this way you also have Bobby Roode have a little title reign versus, um, I'm not too sure who. Maybe, hmm, I don't know. Maybe Strong. Uh, not too sure. Who, all right, so who else? Let's say it's tough. Hiro Nakamura if, are not in there. If, Austin Aries, when is he back? I don't know. But if uh, if Ty Dillinger stays in NXT, which I assume he does, I I wouldn't put it past them for that. Mm-hmm. They have their history. That's true. It would be interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, all right. All in all, NXT Takeover San Antonio, good event. Check it out on the network. Yeah. Uh, the night afterwards, though. Taking place at the Alamo Dome in front of over 52,000 people. The WWE Royal Rumble. Always the most exciting event of the year. For surprises and etc. I think so. But uh, wasn't wasn't really the case here. Why is that? Well, uh, well I think in overall, SmackDown definitely got screwed here. What do you mean? SmackDown had two matches in the whole show. Oh. 
what was uh, on the pre-show. They had one match. The the tag team champions, they got screwed. American Alpha got screwed big time here. With not even being on the show. I, I agree with that. I think that's really pathetic on WWE, WWE's behalf. But I think that's just bad booking, too. They had the kickoff show start off with a six-woman tag match. You had Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi picking up the victory over Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalia, where Naomi actually picked up the victory. Uh, we've been saying it for the longest time. Whoa. Naomi needs to be champion. Um, I'm going to put an asterisk. Why? The only way I'm going to agree with you is if she please, please, please stops doing that kick. Those uh, yeah. rapid fire kicks. Yeah, yeah. It's funny though because in I think I don't know if it was this match or on SmackDown where Bliss was selling it like the only way you really can sell it, but it looked good being sold from Bliss. What do you mean? Like the way Bliss was selling those kicks, it looked it looked decent. But I hate that move. I really, I I don't understand it. You, you can't really, you can't sell something like that. It doesn't make sense. But whatever. So that was SmackDown's first match of the night. Up after that, we saw the tag team championships on the line, the Raw tag team championships, where there were two referees assigned to the match. You ha- you saw. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson pick up the titles from Sheamus and Cesaro. Uh, I think the whole two-referee thing was stupid because it ended up working against Sheamus and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah. But hey, the club are champions. I, I really, I didn't think they were going to be champions yet. But I'm Why? Okay. I'm okay. I really, I just didn't think that. I didn't think that at all. But I'm I'm completely fine with with them having picked up picked up the victory. I think it's about time that they are champions. I think you have a large fan base with them, so you might as well roll with it. And now it'll give it'll give the club more meaning because since their debut, they've just been floating around doing really nothing. Yeah. So here's their here's their opportunity to shine. Third third time's the charm for Luke Gallows in WWE. He wasn't tag team champions with Jesse and Festus. He wasn't tag team champions with Joey Mercury or CM Punk with the Straight Edge Society. Comes into WWE after being huge in Japan. Bullet Club and everything. Comes in as the club. Carl Anderson, boom, tag team champions. So He was never champ with Jesse and Festus? Nope. You sure? Yeah. Luke Luke Allo's only championship in WWE is, is this. That's interesting. I, which is funny because I I really thought him and Festus were tag team champions too. Yeah, I could. I would have put money on that that they were champions at some point. Which I don't even I don't know why I thought that, but yeah, he was. They were never champion. Huh. Biscuits and gravy. Make me a Um. Yeah. So next up, you ended up having Nia Jax t- picking up the victory over Sasha Banks. This is I, just pathetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think I said it last week. She goes from main eventing a pay-per-view to being on the kickoff show. Uh, I mean, I could understand why, though. And to defend, I thought the only other match that would have been on the kickoff show would have been Neville versus Swan. And I'm really happy that was not on the kickoff show. Because I'm, I'm really happy that they were given that little spotlight, you know? Yeah. And but, you're, you're absolutely, light, absolutely right with the Neville and Swan. That's the matter. I, I would have assumed. Yeah, and I would have been, I would have been annoyed if the, it was that, you know. But maybe they were like, "Oh, let's just have, let's all have, let's have our championship matches on, aside from Sheamus and Cesaro. Let's just mm-hmm. go straight up championships on at the Royal Rumble." Yeah. Might as well. And then after Nia Jax and Sasha Banks had their match, Shawn Michaels came out, cut a promo about the Alamo Dome and how the last time they were there was 1997, blah, blah, blah. No Jose Lothario. <laughs> I'm sure he was, I mean, why, why couldn't you use him? Did he pass away? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure he's still living. Is he? I think so. I thought he passed away. I don't know. Not Let's according see. to Wikipedia. No? He's living? You got I, it up I already? Mean, I don't have it up, but I I did Wikipedia it. Hmm. Like, I think he's like 82 right now. It's not... It's It doesn't show anything. Was that him? What do you mean, is that him? What is it? What's it showing you? Well, it says Jose Lothario, and then underneath Jose Lothario, death. Uh, under on on what? I don't know. It's one of those things on Google. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess he's he's still living. Yeah. See. No, uh, I don't know why that would come up as a. Maybe because people haven't heard from uh, him. And... There's been rumors of his death. Oh. That's why. Yeah, I never understood that too. What? Why him? Why him? What? To be with Shawn Michaels back then. I, did he train Shawn Michaels? I don't know. I mean, I was so young back then where I don't. I just knew that he was with him. Uh, all right, yeah. Lothario trained Shawn Michaels in the eighties, and then he was manager in nineteen ninety six. Managed him to his first championship. Yeah. Yeah. So, good times. X off. So, the Royal Rumble event kicked off itself with the WWE Raw Women's Championship on the line. You had to be stupid if you picked Bailey to win this. Mm. Have to be. Did you pick Unfortunately, Bailey? Unfortunately. No, I didn't. Who, who won? Oh, we'll talk about that at the end of this. Say. So Charlotte picked up the victory, of course. Yeah. Very disappointing in this little uh, shindig. I cannot wait for her record to be done, you know? And it's like, I just, it's such a stupid, touted record that she has the most single championship pay per view wins in history. But it's like, they're all for the most, for the first. I don't cheap. know how many. Yeah, they're all cheap wins. They're like it's not like that's not something to like 
tout. Yeah. Every like Ric Flair helped her win like every single time. And then if it wasn't her, it was, it was Dana, Dana Brooke. Yeah. And if it wasn't her, it was Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. Yeah, when they were together. Where was it she helping her out for a bit? I'm gonna say no. I, I don't think know. So. yes. In T in P PCB? PCB. Yeah, Team Becky Charlotte Page. Or TCB, whatever it was. I don't know. You don't remember? It was Becky, Charlotte, Paige. Then there was Team Bad. And then there was the Team Bellas. I kind of. Yeah, well, I, I don't think Becky Lynch helped Charlotte win any championships. All right. In fact, they were feuding over the championship when Ric Flair cost Becky Lynch the championship at last year's Royal Rumble, I think. When he pulled Becky Lynch out of the ring and kissed her for the Divas Championship. So. Yep. Alright. Well, Charlotte picked up the victory, unfortunately. Next up, you had Kevin Owens defending his Universal title against Roman Reigns in a no-DQ match. Kevin Owens... Which, which Chris Jericho had to be suspended from the shark cage above the ring. Yeah. Kevin Owens picking up the victory. Uh, a lot of action in this. Braun Strowman really playing a big, big uh, role in Royal Rumble night. Yeah. He came out, put Reigns through a table. Um, I think the not really the bigger thing since that really kind of did it. Jericho had brass nuts. Dropped him down nuts. to try and cheat. And the commentary team was like, they were shocked. How could Chris Jericho cheat from up there in the shark cage? I've been saying this for how many weeks? We saw it happen at NXT TakeOver. Mm -hmm. It was just a chain. It's the same exact match. You can't... This is, I hate them. I hate the fact that they try to make us look stupid. Yeah. But they've always that, been like this, that. that. And, and this is the reason why we'll never be on the kickoff panel. <laughs> yeah, right? Keep on going with that Peter over there. Peter Marksburg. Yeah. So. Which they, I, I'm assuming they yelled at him last time. They made him wear like actual clothing this time. <laughs> Probably. It's, it's funny because I was walking through New York City and a billboard pops up. It's one of the, like, the electronic billboards. Uh, and he's on it. I'm like, oh. That's disappointing. But yeah, Chris Jericho threw the knucks down and would KO did the Superman punch with the brass knuckles on that had almost no effect. And it was Braun Strowman ultimately that that helped Roman Reigns lose. But yeah. that, that match itself was fantastic. You had the, the powerbomb spot with the chairs, and then you had... The, the pyramid of chairs that Kevin Owens fell onto. And which, I was so disappointed. Why? I really wanted to see something else happen with those chairs. What did you want to see? Oh. I don't know. Well, yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, realistically, at first I was just like, oh, my God. But then he started stacking and stacking. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, you had Neville pick up the victory over Wait, did I, Rich. Did I say he got power bombed on the chairs? 
I don't remember. He got pushed off of the turnbuckle into it. He was wasn't he Samoan dropped through them? No, he was pushed off the turnbuckle. No, but like through one of the chairs. He didn't powerbomb Reigns. Reigns put him through the chair. And completely smushed the chair. We, uh, the second time he got... No, that's the second time he got he got pushed off onto that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, this match, there was so much in that. But yeah. 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 So, Braun Strowman oh, chokeslammed him. Mm-hmm. And that was it. That was the end of the match. That was it. Next up, you had Neville pick up the victory over Rich Swan to become the new Cruiserweight champion, which is really nice, especially with this new attitude, new gimmick of, um, what's king, his face, king Neville? Of the cruiserweights, yeah. The, the, what is he, the king of the Cruiserweights? Yep. And this match really just showing why he was king. Yeah, Neville with that, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a Phoenix Splash to the outside. It was more like a Phoenix Senton, I don't know. The twisting 450 Centon was that was really awesome. It was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and Neville picked it up with the with the double underhook, the crossface. Yeah, it was a good match. That it was. Next up, you had the championship on the line. John Cena picking up the victory over AJ Styles to become the new WWE champion. SmackDown's only match on the main card, um, and this was a great match. And the internet, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. In the I internet, think the internet fought over it. What is there to fight over? Both of these wrestlers always put on a superb match. What is there to fight over? Well, Okada and Omega versus AJ Styles and Cena. Can we just appreciate both matches and be like, wow, that's really good, and that is really good? Everyone was fighting over it. Like, Omega, I think, said something. Okada, I think, said... Yeah, Omega put out his tweet saying he could have a put on a match with one, a well, better match. That, that. No, I think he said he could have any of their matches of the... Yeah, so, yeah something like that. But that's not, like, wrong. <laughs> I mean, but that's also not far from his gimmick. What? Like, very arrogant and stuff like that. I think oh, that yeah. his tweet was also gimmick to get you guys talking, to get the puppets out there to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this and this. And it worked. But like, Bubba Ray stepped into it. I mean, are you going to tell me that him and AJ aren't friends? I'm sure him and no, I don't. I don't think what he tweeted was, like, a negative thing towards towards them. I think it was no, just, I, like... No, I, I think that it was just... Um, Saying that what they did was nothing special. I don't think so. But even still, it's still his gimmick to do so, and he still got exactly what he wanted out of it. He got that reaction from everyone. Yeah. But, yeah, so fans were fighting back and forth all over. Like, no, Wrestle Kingdom 11 was better. Royal Rumble was better. Wrestle Kingdom 11, Royal Rumble was better. I mean, Royal Rumble wasn't that Great. No, but not just, the pay-per-view, the match itself. Well, why didn't you Obviously, because that's what the people are fighting over, the matches. We were well, talking about people what about fighting over the matches. The match? I don't Where even want to talk about the finish yet. 
that I, I don't know. I don't even want to talk about the finish yet. There's so much that happened in this match. When go for it, take the take the mic. Like AJ, AJ Styles had the ca- the calf crusher locked in, and the way that he locked it in. Cena reversed. Yeah, that was awesome. Cena reversed that into the STF, which was then I think AJ Styles reversed that into the STF to lock that on Cena. Mm-hmm. There was so much that happened in this. Was that was just like mind blowingly great. Yeah. I agree with you. And then now we're going to talk about that finish. That finish where uh, John Cena hits the AA and then rolls through. When he did that, I I was like, I want that in 2K18 so bad. Not just one, but he rolls through and hits another AA to pick up the victory. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen him do that before. I know we've seen him roll through and stuff like that, but I don't think we've ever seen him actually roll through into another AA. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. It was. It was really good, but like even like it's just AJ Styles makes John Cena so much better. I think that they both bring out their each other's A games, and I think John Cena brings out an A game in everyone he wrestles. Yeah, because if you think about it, everyone wants to be the top dog, right? Yeah, everyone wants to be. Have that five star match. That's why that. That's why the the U.S. Championships when he did those the 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 U.S. Open Challenge was they were fantastic matches. Yeah. And I. But and that's I, why. But that's that's why everyone that faces Cena, they're like they're against the top dog. They want to perform. They want to put on that five star match. So of course they're going to give it their all, and they always do. I, and I, part of me wishes that it wasn't WrestleMania season. Because I would kind of, I, because I, I don't think they're they would do an open challenge like that for the WWE Championship, but I would like to see that. Mm-hmm. I would have a hundred percent been like John Cena's like, the champ is here. You want some? Come get some. Open challenge, and then like week after week, leading up to WrestleMania, even it could be could have been that, but they have the Elimination Chamber pay per view. Yeah, so, but like the even the Yoshi tonic that that Cena hit. It was all. It was fluid. Flawless. That was flawless. That, I think that was the best one he's ever hit. Yeah, just smooth and good. But yes, yeah, so John Cena now ties Ric Flair's 16-time champion thing. Even though Ric Flair's got way more championships than that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, let's get on to the big match of the night: the Royal Rumble match. This. Are you getting ready to say anything? I was stretching. Oh. <laughs> I was just like, are you about to say Monday uh, Night Raw? Or I, I, don't, I don't know where you're going with this. but Yeah, but this match, it started off with Enzo and Cass coming out on the mic, which I think is a great way to kick off the match. You get the crowd involved. You get to give them their entire entrance. Um, yeah, so you had that. And then number two, Chris Jericho. For for the third time. I was going to say, I was about to ask, how many times has Chris Jericho been number one or number two in the Rumble? I think it was like, it might, I don't know if it was actually that, but it might have been 2003 and 2013, maybe. Those, uh-huh. those are just guess years, but, but yeah, for the third time ever. I think that might be the most that someone's been that spot. Yeah. 
And by the end of this event, he set the record for the longest time in Royal Rumble matches. Yeah, it was just over five hours. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Or just under um, five hours? Was it over? I, I think, think it's just under five hours. Yeah, but this was a really fun match. Uh, predictable at times, but they filled up no, the no, ring. No, 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 not at times. This, like, straightforward was super written. All super right, scripted to me. As it should be. No, it shouldn't be. I think it was good. Uh, I think that it was really wild. And yeah, a, a lot so of people, a lot of people were complaining there were no like surprises or what, whatever. But we had eight mystery spots, and you had to figure that at least one of those was going to Jack, uh, not Jack Gallagher. Oh, it's worth. Although he, we did say that was he. Yeah, we did say Gallagher. But yeah, but no, yes, Ellsworth, you had to figure was one of them. You had to figure Kalisto would be in it. You had to figure Apollo Crews would be in it. I think all of the wrestlers that we listed about the surprise entrance were in it, besides Mark Henry. Not Kane. Kane was not in it. This was his first pay-per-view, Royal Rumble pay-per-view that he missed in like 20 years or something. I'm cool with that. I I, I don't know. I I don't like records like that being broken. I'm fine with it. For records the first, are meant to be broken. The, but like, no, not like that. That's not a record that, <laughs> that's just like a record that stopped. And are you actually sure he has that record of 20 in I, a row? Something like that. Because 20 in a row seems a little bit far-fetched. Why? He's been in since 1997. Um, I don't think he's been in every one for 20 years. Every single Royal Rumble pay-per-view. I don't know. But Gallagher. Not, not, was not for- Royal Rumble match itself. Pay-per-view. Wow. Well, Gallagher, he, the ring was full, and he came out down to the ring with his umbrella, took out everyone, and then, Which, unfortunately, you know, people, he got taken out by Mark Henry. You know, he's getting slack for this, right? Why? Because Marty Skrull does this. Does he? Yeah. And he even does the chicken wing with the umbrella. Apparently. Maybe it was a throwback to him. A throwback? Yeah, hey, what's up? Probably WWE stealing... Indie stuff. WWE or Gallagher? I'm sure they didn't. Well, I, don't, do I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know. I but mean, you ended up having Mark Henry uh, in the ring at the same time as Braun Strowman, as we predicted. We didn't predict that because we didn't have uh, Mark no, Henry. But we did predict that it was going to be Strowman pretty much showing off it's, against the bigger guys like Big Show and Kane. But instead of Kane, it was Mark Henry. It just so happened. First of all, the only two people we saw pick numbers throughout the whole night was... Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, and we saw Sami Zayn. Yeah, I don't understand that. Why show us that you have that that crank and everything, and only show us two of them picking numbers? Yeah, but it just so happens that we find out number eight was Sami Zayn, and number seven just turns out to be Braun Strowman, and then it just happens to be number nine is Big Show. Come on. Yeah, but I think it was. I think it's fine because the crowd loved it. So yeah, you got to see to it because you, then you got to see you got Strowman, Strowman and Big Show face off. No, but you got to see Sami Zayn and Braun Strowman in the face off in yeah. the ring once again when it was just really the two of them while Chris Jericho was hiding. Yeah, and Sam, I thought it was Sami, good. Sami Zayn lasted quite some time too. Yeah, and then that led into Ty Dillinger coming out at number ten. Finally, and, we wanted it so bad last year. Teaming up with Sami Zayn to really take on Braun Strowman, but then, no, but no, didn't they? Didn't Kalisto also get into that? 
Yeah. I thought that but was no, like... No, 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 not at the time. That was a little bit later on. Oh, Kalisto didn't team up with Dillinger and Zane? No, uh, it was just Zane and Dillinger. The, the stuff that Zane and Dillinger were doing together, I, that was like the most excited I've been. Really? For, and it was like, I, I thought it was great. I was more like, please don't eliminate him. Please don't eliminate. Uh, yeah, when, like you would have like Ty Dillinger like almost out or whatever. I was like, no, 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 no. Oh no, I wasn't and... like that. I was saying, please don't eliminate Braun Strowman. Oh, oh, I thought like I thought Strowman was about to eliminate both, both of them. I would have been, and then like I... they were each like helping each other out. I was like, this is awesome. This is so awesome. Yeah, I was rooting for Braun Strowman. Um, but yeah, I was a big, yeah, by that time, Kalisto was already out of the ring when, uh, Ty Dillinger came in. Um, he was already eliminated, Kalisto, because Braun eliminated Kalisto when he threw him, like, by the throat. Oh, so earlier. The, so then the, the earlier the stuff, cats. the earlier stuff with Kalisto and Braun, I thought was great too. Mm, yeah. Uh, but the elimination of Braun, well, let's get on, well, then you had the Ellsworth. Uh, moment with Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose coming out right after Ellsworth. And Which, come on. There, yeah. Although I do appreciate, <laughs> I did appreciate the, them interacting with each other where like, he's like, oh yeah, let's team up, let's team up. And Ambrose like, yeah, sure, on the count of three. And then like one, two, three, and then boom, Ellsworth shoots into the ring. And Braun Strowman, they get to face off. Which, come on, that's like, that's a, such a stupid thing to pop for, but... <laughs> I didn't pop for that. I I, I pop for it because that's what? How, that's what is. Dean Ambrose entered the ring before Ellsworth. Would Ellsworth been eliminated? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that that seems to be one of their rules, right? But Ellsworth that's also been eliminated. But they don't follow their rules at all. No, they don't follow their rules because Finley. I mean, got, wasn't someone DQ? Finley, Finley got DQ for using the shillelagh, and here you got Jack Gallagher, who should not have even been allowed to qualify to be in this match. But then back in the day, you also had people. You had, uh, I think it was the two thousand. I think the two thousand and one Royal Rumble featured that whole hardcore brawl. With yeah, Rumble. but Jack but Gallagher was if he's if he's fighting in a specific weight class that's two hundred five and under, should he not? be restricted to who he faces or does that mean Tony I Nese? No, I disagree. I is think that, it's so that very, means Tony it's Nese can be in the Royal Rumble and and yes. go on to main event WrestleMania? Yes, I think that's a okay for them to be on in a Royal Rumble match for that opportunity. It's an opportunity which why wouldn't anybody on the roster try to get their hands on this opportunity to go to WrestleMania? I think that's fair game. That's awesome. I love it. And I think I do. I do think Gallagher was a a good choice of all the cruiserweights to be chosen for this, especially for the reaction that he gets. I thought he, I, the, the, and also he, I think he was the first one out too. Uh, yeah, he was the first one elimination, but with he also way, had that umbrella spot with Chris Jericho that was really funny and got a nice reaction. Which which spot? With the umbrella with the where he put it between his legs. Oh yeah, yeah, and he, and twisted it. Uh, yeah. I, I also I popped for the Mary Poppins spot though. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was worth it. It was a lot of fun. Something I will give credit to Baron Corbin. I think he did a very good job in this match, and his elimination of Braun Strowman. How that's huge. Yeah, Corbin came out right after right after Ambrose, and uh, yeah, he got he was the one that eliminated Braun Strowman. 
I mean, you had Dean Ambrose and a bunch of people kind of start weakening Braun, and then you had Corbin out of nowhere just rocking with that clothesline to the outside of the ring. Yeah, well, I was not. I was not expecting that at all. I wasn't either, and that's one of the things I like, especially because it's Corbin SmackDown Braun Raw. So also I think that's kind of, that builds up. I think that says something about Corbin. Also, Big Show's elimination by Braun Strowman, I thought was awesome. I hate Big Show's reactions when he gets eliminated because it's always the same reaction. It's the yeah, well, because how many years uh, has he been doing it? <laughs> yeah, it's like because he won the Royal Rumble and the history books don't show it. No. Yeah, he won the two thousand two thousand Royal Rumble, and the, the the books don't show it because The Rock won. But the way Big Show was eliminated in this one, to go back to that for a second, I that was awesome. With with why Braun Strowman literally had Big Show up with a handstand, seven foot tall, up with a handstand. All right, yeah, I thought that was awesome. But then after Baron Corbin's in the ring, you got Kofi Kingston out there, and every year with the Royal Rumble, he's got his like, oh, what's Kofi gonna do to not be eliminated this year? Mm-hmm. And this year he's up on the top rope. Never a smart place to actually go to. As some wrestlers found out later on. Yes. Um, and then he got backed up into the, the ring post. The LED ring post. As in like standing on top of it. And then I literally gasped out loud when Kofi Kingston fell straight down. And by his fingertips held on to the ring post. I agree. I was the same way. I thought for sure he slipped or something, but then he held on. I was just like, no, okay. And got himself back up. There's no way that did not hurt. I, he's a super athlete. so. Yeah, but even if you hold on to that by your fingertips to drop like that, that yeah, hurts. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, that I do not. I, don't, I can't comprehend some things with wrestling. <laughs> he's just super athletic. Yeah, but that's gonna leave. That's gonna hurt your fingertips or your fingers to hold on to that. Yeah. I mean, at first I thought he landed on his chest. I, I yeah, I didn't know. I thought he was gonna hit his chin actually. Well, so what did you think of the spot though? I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I, it's just like he keeps impressing every year. It's like how many? Like what else can you actually do? I'm a big fan that Kofi Kingston has this one spot that people actually look forward to. Like, you know, everybody, actually, all the fans in attendance and watching are like, oh, get ready for a Kofi Kingston spot. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Do you think that once he's retired and done, there's always going to be something called a Kofi Kingston spot of the Rumbo? Of the Rumble? I don't, because it's difficult to find these spots. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm sure there's going to be wrestlers that will step up to the occasion and say, oh, I could try this. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, so. But Miz, Miz was out after Kofi Kingston, uh, Sheamus, Big E, Rusev, Cesaro, Woods. So now all of New Day were out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had Bray Wyatt out there. Apollo Crews, Mystery. Uh, Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. Luke Harper, Brock Lesnar, Enzo, surprise yeah. entrant, Goldberg, yeah. Undertaker, Reigns. You're going through everything quick. 
there is a lot going on though. I mean, what well, did I, you just, think I went through about fifteen. That? I went through. I just named the fifteen. The next yeah. fifteen. All right. Well, what about that Cesaro big big swing? Like I, he tried to he tried to keep on going with everyone, but he couldn't do Corbin and he couldn't do Big E. Yeah. I think it was Corbin. Like, does that was it fatigue or like could he not actually do it? I didn't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But there was uh, Big E was ended up he got eliminated by by Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, well, Sheamus even tried to eliminate Cesaro as well, which came to a surprise. But then, because of that distraction, Y2J took advantage of that, eliminated them both of them. Which, it's like Chris Jericho spent over an hour in this Royal Rumble, but didn't really... I mean, he didn't do much. I don't think that, being who he is in his gimmick and character, he doesn't have to do much. But, like, he eliminated Cesaro and he eliminated Sheamus, but... He spent over an hour in there and did nothing. He was on the outside for how long? Like, you should uh, be DQ'd after a certain point if you're spending that much yeah, time Yeah, but on that's the never... I don't think that's ever been a thing, though. Right, I mean, you had Vince McMahon go out with Stone Cold Steve Austin and went on to win it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the fact that New Day was able to get together as a team and and be in this as a team. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that one spot where Kofi was, I think, getting eliminated, and then Big E caught him, preventing him from being eliminated, tossed him over to the other side of the uh, ring yeah. apron. Yeah, I thought that was going to go on more than, than yeah. it did, but well, I enjoyed that too, because that's like another elimination spot for Kofi that he added in this Rumble. Yeah, and then you had RKOs from everywhere from Randy Orton. Even nailing one of Sami Zayn midair, which looked pretty cool. Yes. Um, uh, but Dolph Ziggler, when Dolph Ziggler came out, I was like, oh, here, this is where Jose Lothario is going to be. Didn't happen. <laughs> I he, was definitely thinking that. But Ziggler came out, gave super kicks to everyone. Yeah. Then you had that big stare down moment. Well, not stare down, but that big uh, ruffling of the Wyatt family where Luke Harper uh, rocked Bray Wyatt with the discus lariat. Only to be caught with an RKO when he tried to hit Bray Wyatt with the sister Abigail. Which was so disappointing. I wish they went through with that. I think people would have popped big time. I people, agree. People already, they were already started to pop for, for Harper hitting the sister Abigail. And then it gets turned in, boom, RKO. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of, I want to see more of this though. I want to see more of this. Which um, we definitely, definitely are. Yeah. Then you ended up having Goldberg and Lesnar. What about that? Where Goldberg rocks Lesnar. Lesnar cleans house, first off. Lesnar suplex, suplex, throws over Ziggler. Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar eliminated only four people. Okay, but even still, he hit a bunch of FIs and tore the Wait, house down. No, three people. Eliminated three people. He eliminated Ambrose, he eliminated Ziggler, Ziggler. And, and Enzo. Yeah, but even still, he still cleaned house when he entered there. And apparently Just, he injured Chris Jericho in that. That's the... That's what they say. He, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, Chris Jericho could have injured himself too. But, yeah, so then you had Goldberg come in there after Lesnar did all this, rock Lesnar with a spear, and then eliminate him. Pathetic. What your take of this? Absolutely Pathetic. You don't think that this is good considering no, no, that? No. I mean, just I'm so, what, so what's the difference fed between up. this? What's the difference with this and Survivor Series? Yes. What's 
the difference with this is they built this up for months. Like, oh, I'm going to go to WrestleMania and be champion. This okay. just leads to another match with them, and I'm fed up with this. But why it, are you, so you're not mad that Goldberg eliminated Lesnar so easily? No, I don't even care about them. I really you're more don't. you're more annoyed that Lesnar didn't go to the final four. No, I'm more annoyed that this is happening. I'm more annoyed that they were in this match to begin with. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of annoyed at the fact that it was that Lesnar once again had no offense on Goldberg. Like it was straight up Goldberg. It's just it's pathetic. Goldberg. What they're doing with them is pathetic. I really and, and don't I think, get it. I think Enzo was a wasted spot here too. I like that he went up against Lesnar. Right? It was Lesnar that he went yeah. up against uh -huh. for, for the 18 seconds that he was in. Yeah. But then Lesnar just tossed him out of the ring. But I just, I'm not a fan of the way that the Goldberg-Lesnar thing went down. I think that I was really wanting to see Lesnar put up a fight against Goldberg. All right, you suckered me, and I agree. I, find, I, I could see the logic behind Survivor Series. But then Royal Rumble, I mean, with all of these months in between, you could, t like, and all the hype and stuff, you just another quick thing like this. And now you're going to expect me to watch, but now you're going to expect me to watch WrestleMania where it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. And you expect me to think that Brock Lesnar has a chance that this isn't going to be a big letdown and it's not going to be a 15 second it's match. It's clearly going to be Lesnar winning a WrestleMania. But why am I? And even if it isn't, other, that's pathetic. Why am I supposed to think otherwise? It's all pathetic. But why am I supposed to think otherwise? Brock Lesnar, Goldberg, and Undertaker should not have been in this match. I disagree. I think that they for what, should. Have. What, for what? What did they do for this? I think that I don't think that they did that much for what they were supposed to be doing. I think that if they were in it, I would have liked to see someone else outside, like Braun Strowman. The, uh, Strowman, the, the three of them spent combined like. Well, obviously, Undertaker was Undertaker was is did a lot in it because he is now lined up with Roman Reigns, who eliminated him. So yeah, that's Roman Reigns. About, Roman Reigns was Maven in this because nobody was ex, nobody was expecting Roman Reigns to eliminate Undertaker. No one was exactly, expecting so, Roman Reigns to be number thirty. Okay, but still, that's still one thing that the, these three wrestlers have done. Just really Undertaker, but that elimination from they, Roman Reigns is huge. What did they do with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg? They set up a match that makes no sense. You already have two matches that go two wins over over Lesnar. All right, this is those, a third those, win over Lesnar in my all right, in my but, opinion. So then you're taking Undertaker out of this equation and just focusing on Lesnar and Goldberg. It's garbage. It's still garbage. Even Undertaker, Undertaker didn't really do anything. Reigns. It's not even set that it's going to be Reigns. Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Roman I mean, Reigns uh, is still working stuff with Braun Strowman and and Kevin Owens. Not up, not at WrestleMania. Well, I, I mean, we don't know that. I mean, right now it's going to be Roman Reigns versus it's slated to be Roman Reigns versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. For all I know, it could be Roman Reigns versus Undertaker versus Braun Strowman. Well, Strowman is Strowman set up is to still against, uh, who? I have no idea. Who's Strowman is still tied in with Roman Reigns right now, as far as I'm concerned. It's supposed to... I was just reading this earlier, too. But I thought it was the funniest thing. I'm so happy number 30 was, was Roman Reigns, as opposed to Samoa Joe or Finn Balor 
or really? Shinsuke Nakamura or somebody. Godfather, I don't know. You'd be like, oh, it's predictable. No, I just think it's the funniest thing because. Oh, the funniest thing. But I'm, I'm still, I'm happy that it wasn't them. I'm happy right, it was so Roman Reigns. 100% happy. I'm so happy it was Roman Reigns. Yeah, so this you is. Like, the- I hate when everyone's like, oh, Roman Reigns sucks, blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, number 30 is going to be Finn Balor. He's going to eliminate Undertaker. He's going to WrestleMania to face Undertaker. But here comes Roman Reigns, the golden boy who everyone hates. And they made that. There was a compilation video on online of everyone thinking that it wasn't going to be Roman Reigns. Anyone but Roman Reigns. And everyone's. Their reactions are hilarious. I agree. I thought it was great. I mean, I'm, I was disappointed. I was one of those with it being Reigns. I was just like, ah, oh, dang it. When, when, but, he, when the, his music hit, I, I did one of those Jerry Lawler. What? I did one yeah. of those. But I'm, I'm satisfied with Roman Reigns' number 30. I'm not satisfied as with long that. As the IWC, the no, as long as the IWC doesn't get their way, I'm happy <laughs> with that. But the final, but four, the final four was... Gordon, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Y2J. Final four. Which I would have been fine with anyone. I wanted either, at that point, I wanted Wyatt or Jericho. I would have been so fine with Jericho winning that. I would have been fine with that as well. But then going into the match, going into the match, if you ask me, would you want Chris Jericho to win this? If if he won this, would you be? I would say absolutely not. I would say yes. Yeah, of course you would say yes. Say no. I would have said no. But but but. Y2J, after being in for so long, made that awful mistake of using the turnbuckle or be, or being on the outside of the ring. Uh, of the ring, Roman Reigns taking advantage of that, eliminating him really quick, leaving it down to these three: Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns. And then you end up having. I was hoping Bray Wyatt, but Roman Reigns eliminated Bray Wyatt, and then Orton eliminated Roman Roman Which Reigns. Was so stupid because there was a point where it was literally Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Working together, Roman Reigns is knocked out, and then I, someone turned away from it to go like taunt or something. And it's like instead of picking up Roman Reigns to eliminate him, you chose to break away and not do anything. Also thought yeah. it was weird. Randy Orton's theme song wasn't the Wyatt Family version. I thought just... that. I thought that was really odd too. I mean, and then I thought it was even more. I, I don't understand. Gene. I don't understand why they did that. I didn't get that. E- I didn't get that either. But I was well, not a. What that was Randy Orton's only elimination. Right. What did you say after that, though? After I said the theme song, you, you got cut off there. Oh, I agreed with you. I noticed that too. I, I did understand why. I mean, at that rate, why is Luke Harper not having his own, uh, his own Titan Trump going back to the googly eyes? Right. I mean, at least changing the Titan Tron. Or in the theme song, you know? If he's breaking away, I, I was a big fan of his theme song. Which I just but, have to say, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. That entrance, the entranceway, was mm-hmm. absolutely hilariously long for uh, yeah, the that Royal was, Rumble match. <laughs> where we had I mean, no idea. To, to we had point no... that they had to cart some of these wrestlers to the ring. Yes, Big E was carted. Mark Henry. Bray Wyatt. Yes. Big Joe. Strowman. Uh, probably my favorite entrant to this match, though, was Undertaker. Why? Because he just appeared in the ring. Okay. So I dug that. I thought that was cool. But, man, um, Randy Orton winning the Royal Rumble for to make a two-time Royal Rumble winner. I think I had the most fun in the... I, I literally, I just sat, I sat after the Royal Rumble was over and just, I just, 
I kept sighing. It was just like. <sighs> so what do you, did you have the most fun watching in this match? Mine was Braun Strowman. Either, I really enjoyed watching people try to fight him or him just demolishing people. I, I Well, I guess mine comes in part with that is Ty Dillinger in that. And then Ty Dillinger teaming up with, with uh, yeah, Sami Zayn to take on Braun Strowman. Yeah, that was a cool spot. All right, so that was the Royal Rumble match. And the winner of predictions for this one was me. Five to four victory. But, I mean, I did pick Randy Orton the night of. Did you? Yeah, don't you remember? No. You're like, Chris <laughs> is going with Strowman. And you went with Ziggler? I yeah. Think, and I was still had, who did I have from last week to win? Brock yeah, Lesnar. Lesnar. Lesnar gets eliminated. And you're like, quick, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, you you switched it once uh, Lesnar well, was eliminated. but, you know, well. I mean, Ziggler was eliminated, and you picked Bray Wyatt still. And yeah. Chris, and Chris had, Chris had Reigns. Yeah, and then so I think I, Brett had Y2J. I had, no. I had Randy Orton, and, and it's like such an unfortunate pick. Like, Brock Lesnar was an unfortunate pick that I did not want to see. Randy Orton was an unfortunate pick that I didn't want to see. Ziggler was a fortunate pick that I wanted to see. I mean, yeah, absolutely I would have been. Especially with the San Antonio. I mean, you could have done so much with that, but nothing happened. I would have been so fine with Dolph Ziggler winning the Rumble. I would have been so much finer with Jericho winning the Rumble than Orton. I know. Let's use. I mean, I would have rather Bray Wyatt, but apparently they had Bray Wyatt set up for championship, so... It's like Chris Jericho has spent the most time in, in in all combined Royal Rumble matches out of everyone and has never won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I would that, love that. That just proves like how, how not good Chris Jericho is then. He what? spent so much time in a Rumble and has never won. <laughs> That's what I it see. is. Like, should, he should work off of that somehow. I, yeah. Well, I could see someone maybe bring that up, maybe Kevin Owens, since this is going to be him and... Y2J uh, schedule to each other. But, all right, that was Roy Rumble. Let's talk about the fallout. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw. Nitro. And speaking of Y2J, and speaking of Kevin Owens, they kicked off the show uh, both still collectively champion, U.S. champion and universal champion. And Kevin Owens was like, oh, I have to thank the person that helped me defeat Roman Reigns and turn to Chris Jericho and thank Chris Jericho. And then they put Jericho over being mm-hmm. the most in the Royal Rumble, whatever, 61-minute man and stuff. And then Braun Strowman came out and said that he wanted a title shot, a title shot that Kevin Owens promised him. Which I completely forgot about. So kudos to WWE for going back in a month did you remember yeah. that? I remember the promo. I mean, I completely forgot that Kevin Owens was saying that and told him that he's next in line. Like when Strowman said it, I, I was like, oh, yeah, that's I remember him saying that. I, I It didn't even cross – it would have never crossed my head again. But I'm really happy they did because it also goes back to – I love what they're doing with Braun Strowman. I really do. I think that they have a I – ha, I think they have one of the next big guys right there. He's just not – I don't think he's the best on the mic, but – Oh, no, but I don't, I think with his physique and, and – uh, His moveset is awful. I hate – I love his moveset. I just like a 
knife in my chest. I hate that 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 running power slam is weak as anything. It, it's like he's how many finishing moves does he have that he can't do? His I love what? The running avalanche. Well, that's one part. That's not a finisher. I'm a, I'm fine with his power slam. No, I'm. It's too weak for me. All right. Well, who knows? Maybe he'll be switching it up just for you. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I liked Kevin Owens and Jericho being like, "Oh, that footage is fake. It's photoshopped. It's not real." And then Mick Foley came out looking like a hipster almost, and uh, which he he now says, "Oh, I, I realized." I don't really care what people think I look like. And it's like, so thank you for, for giving me this suit, an ugly suit. Like, why would you wear a suit if you thought it was ugly? Yeah. I don't think the suit was ugly. It was just a bold choice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could never wear something like that. But then again, I could never go out looking like Mick Foley. I well, that's because I, there's only one. I couldn't go out in, in front of millions of people wearing a mask like that. I mean, I do it on the internet, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like in public, I wouldn't, but I get looks like that anyway. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, uh, Mick Foley made the match for the, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, up next for the first match, he also set Sammy Zayn versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. Zayn Jericho, which I Good have, match. I have no clue why, but I really thought this was a title match. Yeah, why did you think that? I don't know. And even when Sami Zayn won, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then I was like, wait a minute. This was a non-title match? I I don't know. I had no... I don't know why. Maybe maybe because they were talking about the Universal Championship and Chris Jericho was talking about being U.S. champion. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's weird because they even said it was non-title in the match. Yeah. I was a fan of Sami Zayn hitting that moonsault off the barricade. Yeah. I like that spot. Does it often? Yeah, but I'm still a fan of that spot. But Sami Zayn picking up the victory. Yeah, and like you said, this was a really good match. Yeah. It's like I could sit through watching these matches and it's like, damn, like that's that's Chris Jericho. And these Mm -hmm. guys that are like the next generation, the indie guys, are like making Chris Jericho a thousand times better. I'm like sorry, when you had I'm, Chris Jericho, I'm still a fan of Chris Jericho being around. But I'm saying, I'm saying, like when Jericho came back, and then you had RVD come back, mm-hmm. and then they faced off against each other on Raw at Barclays Center, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, this is the match of the year! This is the best match ever!" And I'm like, "That match was awful. I hated that match. I still mm-hmm. hate that match. I thought it was terrible, but everyone else loved it. Like all the the IWC loved it or whatnot." But like that's not that to me that's nothing. You, you throw a guy Jericho versus Sami Zayn, that match is awesome. Yeah, that's something special. So especially because you're watching two guys who well two completely one def- different actually, generations too. Yeah, but one guy who also grew up watching the other, praising him. You know. Yeah, Chris Jericho grew up watching Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah, so back those matches of. Uh, some masked wrestler. Yeah, Chris Jericho was actually trained in Tijuana, Mexico by yeah. El Generico. It's That's where he got his name from, even. He was like, I want something that sounds like Generico. I'll take Jericho. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, next up, yeah, Tony Nese pick up the victory over uh, Ali. It was a good match. Um, I, I like just the, thought the end was dumb. 
I I thought it was dumb because Mustafa Ali goes for the inverted 450. And did Nis, he land on Nice? No, or did Nis Nis leg grab, Nice grabs Ali's leg. And Ali was able to kick Nice away, but still he went to the top to hit him to hit a move. So if you were Mustafa Ali, wouldn't you try to stay grounded after you just see Tony Nice? Oh, well, like he was up. Why would you not try to stay grounded and 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 be there? So I don't know. so he went up for the top again, and boom, Tony Nice knocked him off again. Which I, I don't know what happened there because they said, oh, his knee gave out. Like, it was weird. I don't know if he landed on him. I, it, to me, it looked like he just knocked him off the turnbuckle. Um, I couldn't get it. But I also like this uh, uh, Ali's rolling net, neck breaker. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I watched that spot. I'm like, that's like such an unnecessary thing because it does that's nothing. Cool. But like I'm saying, like it does nothing like as far as like more damage. But it's just like something like an extra thing to add to it to make it look nice. Yes. Yeah, it's cool. Um, all right. And then Austin Aries interviewed Tony Nese afterwards and, like, completely, like, made fun of Nice. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's leading with that, but... That would be pretty... Imagine Austin Aries versus Nice on the main roster. There are, like, a lot of people just think you're just all abs and you can't talk and you blah, 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 this and that. Mm-hmm. And whatever. And he's just... Nice was just like, haters gonna hate, hate, hate. But I'm just gonna play, play, play. Um, next up, you ended up having, let's see, Rollins and Seth, uh, Stephanie McMahon, they cut a promo together, pretty much Rollins wants Triple H, and was, that's pretty much what's going to happen. This was a huge waste of time. It made no yeah. sense. It, it could have just been done with Triple H later on. Mm-hmm. What happened Agreed. here? What happened here? Nothing. Nothing. Waste of time. But next up, you had Bailey Cesaro and Sheamus pick up a victory over Charlotte in the club. The end of the match, there was one part where B- where Charlotte interfered in the match to break up the submission or whatever. No, Sheamus, well, which with Sheamus, where Sheamus was doing the ten beats of Bodron. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I meant. To where he was doing that, and, and then Charlotte, Charlotte pushed him. Yeah, Charlotte gets in the ring and hits him, hits him. Yeah, yeah, um, slaps him from behind or whatever, and then Bailey goes up behind and pushes Charlotte. Well, like, not even, I wouldn't say push. It was like kind of like a shove. Like, what are you doing? Get out of the ring. And Charlotte saw like. No, no, I don't think it was that. I think she just, like, slid out of the ring, and it looked stupid. It was weird. Like, it, it looks it, it as if Bailey pushed her, and Charlotte was selling that, but that's not what ha- that's not what really happens. Look, if you look at Bailey, she just, like, shoves Charlotte. Like, what are you doing? And then that was Charlotte getting out of the ring before Bailey could hit her. It was weird. But I thought... That something bigger should have like come from that. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, just, like, like Kat- maybe Charlotte, oh. maybe Bailey should have pushed her with force, mm-hmm. and Charlotte sold it, but that didn't happen. But let's also not bank on Charlotte selling, right? Correctly, I liked. I liked at one point though, Cesaro was on all fours, and Bailey used his back to step up and hit a yeah. clothesline to Charlotte. There was one part where Cesaro tried to jump up to the top rope and uh, go to the outside, and then he slipped off the top rope. But then he was able to got back up there. Yeah. yeah, he was able to land on his feet and rebound off of that. But the women were barely in this match. I thought that was I thought that was so stupid because you have a match at 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 the Royal Rumble, 
I don't know how long. Do you even know how long that match was for them? No. At the Royal Rumble, let's see if I could get that up. Because this match, their match at Royal Rumble lasted um, thirteen minutes, give or take. Mm-hmm. This match on Monday Night Raw, Bailey and Charlotte weren't even in the ring for for like five minutes, and Bailey comes in, boom. Bailey to belly, belly to Bailey, yeah. whatever it's called. And why why does that not happen at the Royal Rumble? How how could she kick out after after one at at the Royal Rumble, but she can't kick, she can't kick it out after Raw? Uh, yeah. At Raw, that doesn't I don't understand. It makes Charlotte look so weak in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. So next up, you ended up having Neville. Uh, the new champion out at ringside, and then Rich Swan coming in. Got some good action between those two. Don't turn your back on the king. And, yeah. Yeah, Neville went to... Little uh, stuff. Yeah, Neville went to... Well, Neville, it was supposed to be Neville's coronation. Mm-hmm. And Rich Swan came out for a handshake. He was like, you know, all that stuff is in your head. The WWE Universe doesn't hate you. And then Swan wanted to shake Neville's hand, and Neville said he needed to bow. You don't shake the king's hand. And then they brawled. And Swan Swan got the upper hand. Neville ran away. Yeah. Up next, we saw Braun Strowman defeat Kevin Owens via disqualification. And before, before the match, Chris Jericho was on commentary, and Strowman took him out. Choke slammed him right through the announce table. Which I like this entire play up though. It was like Kevin Owens was legit scared of Braun and convinced Y2J. He's just like, yo, you gotta be out there for me. And then when I they liked, were coming out, in that Y2J promo, was just like, I'm wait, gonna go over to commentary. Don't worry. Like in that promo backstage, I liked where he goes, Are you on Team Kevin Owens or not? Like, you're gonna be champion. He goes, You know, Team Chris Jarrett. Wait, no. Team Team Kevin. What do they call themselves? Uh-huh. Team Team Kevin and Chris. He goes, are you going to be on Team Kevin and Chris or not? He goes, yeah, Team Chris and Kevin are going to go out there and win. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I was like, they switched it up. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. I was a fan of this. And then Braun was just going out there and rocking Y2J with that solid boot to the chest. Yeah. And uh, instead of Chris Jericho interfering in this, Twas Roman Reigns who came out and saved the championship for Kevin Owens. Surprisingly. Yeah. I like, I mean, yeah, whatever. The end, it was okay. It made Strowman, I guess, still look strong. Yeah, I was fine with it. Reigns, I didn't Reigns, see. Reigns hit the Superman punch. Didn't do anything. And then Reigns kept attacking him ringside. And stepped up on the steel steps to hit a spear. Mm-hmm. And then went back into the ring and speared Kevin Owens. Yeah, but let's also not forget that while Reigns was leaving the ringside, Braun Strowman was already back on his feet. Yeah. So um, that, again, leads back to when we were talking about the Raw Rumble. He's still intertwined with Braun Strowman. Exactly, yeah. So they're going to see that. Something's going to happen at Fastlane. I'm, I'll assume that they'll be on in a match together. Who knows? Yeah, I can see that. Up next was a eight-plus-minute wasted segment of Brock Lesnar standing there 
and Paul Heyman speaking about Goldberg and the Royal Rumble, this and that. And then Paul Heyman challenging Goldberg on behalf of Brock Lesnar to a match at the Wrestle at WrestleMania 33. No, it's not that's not, not a thing. Nobody I don't I, I don't know anyone who wants to see that. That's not like a big selling that, point. That's not honest. a selling point. I'm gonna watch WrestleMania regardless, which is one prowrestlingtees.com slash now. <laughs> it's not it's like that's not enticing me to tune in. No, not at all. It's like I've said in the past, if I was there live, yeah, sure, that'd be cool to see. But honestly, if I was going to WrestleMania, I don't I would not want to see that. Triple H versus Brock Lesnar. We walked out. Yeah, we did. We were so we actually bored went for that. a walk around around everything. Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens happening at Madison Square Garden. Kind of makes me nice to go there. That's going to be the all, there's a raw match on a SmackDown house show at Madison Square Garden in March. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And Brock Lesnar will be facing Kevin Owens for the Universal Championship. That's actually very cool. Want to go? When is the date? <laughs> I think it's a Sunday in March. Yeah, I'm probably good on that. But, but, but like, Kurt Hawkins is wrestling. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, let's go. Where has he been? Why couldn't he be in the Royal Rumble? He could have been in the Rumble. <laughs> he could have done it. Yeah. Wait, we didn't even speak about Mojo being in the Rumble. What was there to say? Was Mojo in the Rumble? Are you serious? Why do I not remember that? Yeah, he got... Kalisto was thrown right on top of him. Was he fourth in and went, like, second out? How don't you remember this? <laughs> I don't know. I have, like, no recollection of Mojo Rowley being in the Royal Rumble. I remember beforehand him getting his shot to be in the match. Yeah, he was fourth in and second out. <laughs> I guess he didn't really do anything in that match at all. Eh. That's funny, yeah. For all that build-up, just to be fed to Braun Strowman. Yeah. Well, what can you do? So, next up, you ended up having, well, let's see. Er um, earlier in the night first, oh, Sasha, Banks, Sasha Banks was getting checked out by the doctor, and Bailey came in, and she goes, oh, Sasha, you shouldn't Lesner. wrestle. What? Is it a Lesnar next? We already spoke about that. Don't you remember? I just met, introduced Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Oh, I thought you were just Brock talking. Brock Lesnar versus Kevin Owens at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I thought you were basing that off of the last match. I didn't think you were actually... You are even talking about it. Yeah, I forgot that you transferred over. But, okay. yeah, so Sasha... Bailey told Sasha she doesn't think that she should wrestle with until her, her, her knee is all healed up. And Sasha goes, I'm not okay coming up short, unlike some people. So, it kind of seems... I mean, news sites are all reporting it. Uh, it kind of seems like that Sasha Banks might turn on Bailey. That's the rumor. That's the rumor. Although, yes. And then in this match, you had Nia Jax defeating Sasha Banks, which I don't understand any of it. But the bell, the bell rang. The bell rang, and nobody tapped. The referee had no clue. The commentary team had no clue as to why. And then they had to sell it later, like, oh, clearly the ref is calling this match off. What? The how? referee was confused. I don't know how the bell rang. 
But after the bell, after the ref broke it up or whatnot, Bailey ran down and didn't even, she just yelled at Nia Jax. She didn't try to fight Nia Jax or anything. She just said, hey, come on, don't do that, stop. And just stood there while Nia Jax had Sasha Banks locked in a submission. Mm-hmm. Nah, I, 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 I did like that submission that she did have locked in. Yes, I did like that submission as well. The, like that, I don't know, you know, the ankle lock crab or whatever you want to call it. It was cool. But uh, Nia Jax leaves and Bailey was left in the ring with Sasha Banks by herself. I would have popped big time if Bailey turned heel and did At that. At that moment? And, yes, and attacked, uh, attacked uh, Sasha Banks. I don't think yet. It's just there because for it was just me making trying to make sense of that segment. Because mm-hmm. none of that, nothing, no, no, two segments in a row with nothing, no, nothing, no, yeah, nothing, three no. segments in a row, leading into the main event of the of the evening. Mm-hmm. You had Enzo and Cass defeating Rusev and Jinder Mahal in a tornado tag match. I have no idea how this ended up being the main event. And everything was all over the place. And I don't mean that in the way like, yes, a tornado match should be all over the place. Mm -hmm. This wasn't good. And at one point, commentary even called it a Texas tornado match, which I believe is an elimination tornado tag match. Which it clearly wasn't. Hmm. I, I just think, I don't know. Everything about this I thought fell flat. I thought the ending was flat. None of it made sense. I don't just nothing made sense. I don't know. Yeah, it just I did. Let's talk about that. Yeah, what? Forget, yeah, forget it. The ending. Yeah. Let's skip over that completely. Let's yeah, let's not H. talk about it. But let's do talk about the finish of Monday Night Raw. Triple yeah. H at the in the ring, cutting a promo, He's... telling Seth Rollins, "Come on out." Seth Rollins comes out. Makes his way down to the ring, gets blindsided by Samoa Joe. Huge pop from the crowd. I thought it was super predictable, though. Well, yeah. I couldn't get into it, but I'm glad it happened this way rather than Joe being in the Rumble. Because that, at least, this makes him look strong. I'm I'm just done with Joe, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't really care. I don't know if I care that much either, but I'm interested. Commentary's like, oh, who is that? Oh, my God. It's like, what do you mean, who is that? It's clearly Samoa Joe. They always do that. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I I tweeted it out right before, right before it happens. I, I, I said I, I wrote, oh, imagine Triple H is like, Sorry, Seth, if you want me, you have to go through this guy first. And then, boom, out comes Samoa Joe to equalize everything. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. I just, and then Seth Rollins gets injured here. That, that's so they say. I, I mean, they say that it's when he locked in that Kojima clutch. He got swallowed. His, like, his it, leg goes down the wrong way. Yeah. So... And you hear Joe at one point say, are you okay? And Seth Rollins goes, I sure hope so. I don't know. I think it's work. I'm not buying it. So to go ahead. Talk about this injury a little bit. 
what else is there to say? Well, I don't know. It was the right knee again. They're saying that he could be out for eight weeks with this injury. Yeah. I'm not buying it. What's not to buy, work. though? What's not to buy? I think it's a work. That they're just going to keep him off of TV for eight weeks? Yes. He still gets back in time for WrestleMania, but what does that do? Exactly. It makes Joe, Samoa Joe look strong, and you don't have to scuffle around being like, how do we make this Seth Rollins, Joe, Triple H play out for so long? But that, you're still you doing it. You don't have to worry that. about it. You're still you take doing that, it. Take, this is perfect. You're still doing that, though. How? You have to worry about what you, like, that's eight weeks of promos. Or, or seven, seven if, weeks if, of promos. If he's even on TV. It's not even Rollins. you got to work with, with Triple H and, and Joe. If even Joe's on TV. It would make no sense for him to not be. That, you can't build a WrestleMania matchup like that. We've learned from that in the past, and they keep doing that. So who knows? Yeah. WWE, they keep doing stupid stuff like that. Exactly. I don't know why you're, you would be surprised at this. I, I think it would work. I think that it would be fine. Mm, I don't know. I don't see anything that would be wrong with with this. I think it will work. But hopefully he is, I think, uh, hopefully he's actually not injured and that it is a work. Yeah, well, moving on from one work to another. Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan were backstage for SmackDown with AJ Styles, who wanted a one-on-one rematch with John Cena. And Shane was like, it'll come. Daniel's like, it'll come. But we have the Elimination Chamber. AJ's like, well, who's in that? Obviously, it's AJ Styles. You got the new Mm -hmm. champion, John Cena, Bray Wyatt, Baron Corbin, Miz, and Dean Ambrose. I was really hoping Luke Harper would be in this. I, yeah, I agree. And then this segment ended with Dean Ambrose challenging AJ Styles, which they set up. And then SmackDown officially started with John Cena cutting a promo, put over AJ Styles big time here, and Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt came out. They surrounded the ring, all of a sudden, the lights went out, and in the ring appeared Luke Harper. And John Cena, like, hulked up at that moment. He was like, oh! He came to John Cena's aid, and Shane McMahon came out, and he goes, holla, holla, holla. You guys got a tag match set up right here. Which led into Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton picking up the victory over John Cena and Luke Harper. Luke Harper wrestled Randy Orton in this match. Yeah but absolutely refused to face Bray Wyatt Mm. at first, at least, which I enjoyed. I liked that. Yeah. And the finish ended up happening thanks to uh, an RKO to John Cena. Well, yeah. Bray Wyatt at one point went for sister Abigail, which Luke Mm -hmm. Harper reversed it and went for sister Abigail. He, he got, it got released, whatever, because Orton hit the, um, no, what happened with that? He, Went for his sister Abigail, and then it ended up going to the. Oh RKO. right! Oh no no he no he went for the sister Abigail and and then let go of Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and then got hit, the, R- hit. the RKO. No, he hit Orton with a big boot, and then he ran into Bray Wyatt's sister Abigail, and then Cena went for the AA. 
It was Cena who got hit with it, and then Orton hit him with the RKO. He pushed he pushed John Cena off of I mean he pushed Bray Wyatt off the attitude adjustment. Yes. All right. Now I remember. Yeah. So it was, but, it was interesting. I mean, it was a good opener. And it's funny, Randy Orton goes, I don't know what where he said it, somewhere on the internet was that Randy Orton said that the fans want, oh, it was on Talking Smack, I believe, that the fans want to see John Cena versus Randy Orton, and I cringed. I cringed. I don't, I don't want to see that. Yeah, they're like he's like they don't know it, but they want to see it. Like, no, we don't. We're fans. We're talking about it. We're doing a show. We're doing the only online listening experience in the world today, <laughs> and we're saying we don't want to see it. Yeah, don't put words in our mouths. We, we no, please stop. Don't. It's like I don't know. I, I can't. It's like I say SmackDown is the better show, and then they give me this. <laughs> but then you go ahead on Monday Night Raw and they give me Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. It's baffling to me. But up next, you had James Ellsworth coming out, kind of cutting a heelish promo to introduce Carmella. And this I'm going to let you talk about because I will rant way too long about this. Carmella defeated Delilah Dawson. And during the match behind the referee's back, Ellsworth grabbed Dawson's leg to trip her, which basically led right into the code of silence. But I think it's stupid that you can have James Ellsworth basically fighting women in this, but they don't do actual intergender matches anymore. And I wish, I really wish that they did do intergender matches still. Because there's you have James Ellsworth that he's fighting women. He's tripping them behind the referee's back. So if he could trip a woman behind the referee's back, he could certainly get into the ring and be fought by and get beat up by a woman. What is this going to lead to, though? I still have no idea. It's... Like they're 100%, 100% behind each other, Carmella mm-hmm. and Ellsworth. So I don't know. I, I have no idea. None of it. I, I I'm not a fan of it at all. I don't, I don't think Carmella's that good, anyways. I disagree to a certain extent, dude. I, don't think I she's think terrible. I don't know. I don't think she's terrible. I don't think she's good. I think that she's sloppy. I don't think she's sloppy. I think she is. I don't. I don't think so. I disagree with that. I think she could use some work on her. I don't, I don't know. I disagree with that. But How so? Uh, I just disagree completely. All right. So are you just going to neglect the fact that she makes mistakes? Like what kind of mistakes, I, though? I, I just feel like she think, has to think a lot with her moves at times. And I don't like, – we, we don't really – we but we don't see her in like these long matches. Okay. So I don't really know where you're coming from with these. I don't know. I'm not impressed with Carmella at all. Well, up next, you had Dolph Ziggler defeating Kalisto. Super short match, and Dolph Ziggler attacked Kalisto after it and tried to unmask Kalisto. Um, But Apollo Crews ran down to make the save. What would he have done if he unmasked him? I would have been so disappointed. That would have been super disappointing. He got, I mean, the mask was fully off his face. He had his hands over his face, though. I mean, it's unfortunate that everybody already saw the mask. Unmasked version in the video game. Yeah. 
But uh, I thought I just I mean the, the same he wore the same gear at, at Royal Rumble, and it's awesome to see his like throwback to the Del Sol. I guess kind of a throwback. No, I, I think that would have been cool. What throwbacking? Well, no, I'm saying like his gear was like kind of like a throwback to Del Sol, with like the short the trunks. Yeah, no, that's true. That is very true. But yeah, so are you interested in Ziggler, Kalisto anymore? I mean, are you really interested in Cruz and Ziggler? It not not particularly, but like I know the matches. If they gave each of them time, like if this match was more than like I don't know how long it was, like a minute and a half or whatever. I think the that the three of them could definitely put on amazing matches with each other. I really think that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Well, next up you had Lynch and Naomi take it on Bliss and James. Is I mean two matches, two losses. What's the deal with Mickey James? Listen, the only thing I said it during the pay per view. The only thing that I need to say about this match is that not only should Naomi have been Divas champion. By then, she should be women's champion, needs to be women's champion, soon, I don't know when, but she needs to be champion. She won yeah. this match for, for the team. Yes. So And, and she's, she kills it. She's I am going to say it, as long as she stops that repetitive kicking. But even take out the repetitive kicking, even if she still okay, did, then, she, then. she still should be champion. Yes, she is deserving of it. So, but, yeah, right. it's just two losses for Mickey James. Nothing huge. Nothing huge, but I mean, this is the woman that also was stepping up to Oscar. Yeah, but just like, but day. like now she's. But she got pushed on the train tracks one point, so that's really true. And look at her now, one hell of a comeback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> it really is. Um, all right. Next up, you had that tag team open invite, Alpha uh, yeah, American had, Alpha. Chad Gable Alpha. backstage offered up an open challenge for the tag team championships, and I was like, the only team I don't want to see are the Usos or Vaude Villains. All yeah. of a sudden, they go out there for it. Usos step up. I was like, oh come on! But then Ascension came out, followed by I I don't know Vaude Villains, Brazongo, Heath Slater, and, and Rhino came out. And mm-hmm. then everyone brawled. Nothing happened here. They just all brawled. No, it was just a. It was a mess. It was I, just. I didn't like um, this at all. It was just a brawl. Who was left standing with them? Slater and Rhino, right? But Slater and but Rhino, they, I think, were left but, in the ring with Alpha American. But I. But Alpha American, American took them out. Did they? I yeah. thought the ref stopped them. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember now. But I. I didn't like this at all. Because it's like it just looks like they have no idea what they're doing with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, mm-hmm. and, I, and I really doubt that they do. I they, it, they yeah, said it, they I, said I, it I, themselves I, that they've gone like thirty days or a month without defending it since they won the titles. They haven't defended it. Yes, I agree with you. I, I was really expecting a lot more from this tag team run, uh, run but we're, they're really lacking in it. It's like they've like forgotten to write the SmackDown Tag Title matches. I agree. I agree, but, but next now up, they have team. now they have a tag team turmoil for the pay per view. Yeah, which sucks main... sucks so much that it's not the it's not the tag team elimination chamber again. Because I thought that was fun when they did it in 2015 with Lucha yeah. Dragon, Cesaro, and Tyson Kidd, 
I don't remember. I'm missing two teams. I don't. I don't remember. Or four teams. I don't remember how many. But new day, possibly. Who knows? But uh, yeah, main event: AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. AJ Styles um, picked up the victory there. Yeah, I, I have nothing to say about this match. Well, first of all, the only thing that really needs to be said is the fact that Miz and Baron Corbin were on commentary. Mm-hmm. And they started arguing over commentary and then started to fight each other. Miz went to get into the ring, which immediately distracts the referee. Ambrose is, is on AJ Styles. Can't, he can't count because the ref is fo- focused on Miz and, and Corbin. Mm-hmm. Ambrose dives out onto Corbin, takes out Corbin, and Ambrose went, Miz went after Ambrose. Ambrose tossed Miz into the barricade. Got back in the ring. Boom. Styles clash. One, two, three. Yep. Miz gets in the ring after, hits a skull-crushing finale on Dean Ambrose. And then Baron Corbin gets in the ring and hits a huge end of days on Miz and then picks up Dean Ambrose and hits an end of days as well on him. I think Baron Corbin's being built really well as well. I, uh, really well in addition to Strowman. I think Baron Corbin might be being built up for an Intercontinental Championship run maybe. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that as well. Yeah. But so that was that was SmackDown. Yeah. And that was and, the Royal Rumble and Raw and NXT TakeOver. So just keep on going. Which also I have to say we didn't even speak about, but I well I guess it, it chronological comes up next is NXT that took place this week that actually took place before TakeOver. Uh, I think every match on that card was solid. With uh-huh. uh, Aaliyah, Ember Moon, uh, Oni Larkin, and Tyler Bate Tyler making his NXT debut. No way, Jose, take it on, Samson. Yeah. Right, Samson. I thought it was really solid, so check out that, that episode of NXT. But right now we're going to take a break and be right back here on Marking Out. This is third-generation superstar Lance on Hawaii, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 313 of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Moving on to some outside-the-ring news uh, in connection to NXT, what we just spoke about. Corey Graves announced at NXT TakeOver on the kickoff panel that he is leaving NXT. And his final broadcast was the this past week's episode, and he'll be being he'll, his replacement is Nigel McGuinness. So Very happy with that replacement. Yeah, it's nice to see Nigel. I like I didn't know what they were going to be using him for other than the UK tournament. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see him transition. He's going to be starting, I guess, officially next week with Percy Watson and Tom Phillips. I'm very excited for this, especially because it's Nigel McGuinness. Who doesn't like Nigel McGuinness? Yeah. Um, great opportunity for him, especially because he was so close to being signed by WWE, but had a setback. So it's nice for him to finally be uh, used on a more of a daily basis now. Or weekly or monthly. Yeah, weekly basis. Uh, tough enough winner. 2015 winner. tough enough contestant. contestant. Uh, Mata, he... Was granted his release from NXT after he was asking for it. 
no news as to why, but I could assume that is because of his daughter. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Safe, safe guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, the second half of season six for Total Bell, no, Total Divas, will start airing on April fifth, and Nikki Bella is now going to be an executive producer of the show, which I really have no idea what EPs but, do, but yeah, I was about to say it's weird how she like of all the people, why like why her? I don't get that. One thing, another thing, I don't get Monday Night Raw was finally announced that they will be returning to Nassau Coliseum on Long Island, April 10th. Now, the thing first I don't get, First night of get, Passover, though, which is First night of Passover. Uh, so unfortunate. Very, well, very much so. This is more unfortunate. The starting ticket price is $104.50, ranging up to $129.50. Like, I, I, I can't really, I can't, I don't know if I could see that being, like, there's no way. I can't bat. Where did you get those prices from? It's on Ticketmaster. That's unfortunate. There's no way it's that expensive. Like, it's do you not, think? Do you think we'll I, be able dude, to find it on StubHub? Dude, I paid. I paid. How much did I pay for Billy Joel? I paid seventy four dollars to see Billy Joel. You're gonna try and tell me I have to spend. A hundred and four? That's not even with fees, actually. Like, the Ticketmaster fees is probably... 11 to $15. Right, so... On you top ex- of it. So you expect me to pay at least, like, 45 to $50 more to see WWE Raw than you it's do insane. for me to see Billy Joel on Long Island? What? Insane. There's no way. They're like, tickets start now at a low price of $104. <laughs> yeah, low price, 104 No there, thank you. There has to be lower tickets. That can't be. It just can't be. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm going. Yeah, not that I would be going either. I mean, I would yeah. like to go. Definitely would like to go. I went to the last one in 2015. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. With it being the first night of Passover, it'd be difficult to go. Yeah. Got to get to them sedas. <laughs> but uh, skipping over that news article, uh, Lucha Underground seasons one and two are going to be airing on Netflix later this month. So I'm I'm super pumped for that because I did not get to see season two at all. They're on season three Wait, so right you now. Never, you haven't watched since season one? No, I had no, like, I could watch clips online, but I don't like doing that. I hate watching stuff on my computer. Huh. So now I'll be able to finally catch up with season two. Well, just to follow up with Lucha Underground, uh, Ricochet, his contract with Lucha Underground is up. He is officially a free agent, so who knows if we're going to see him in uh, on WWE soon. Yeah, and so speaking at some of- point. Speaking of who we may or may not see on WWE soon, WWE has a tryout this weekend. Uh, Lady Tapa is there. I don't mm-hmm. know if she's gotten better, but... I don't know if she's gotten worse. <laughs> uh, uh, Re- Renee Michelle was there. Uh, Kennedy Brink. Also, Rude Boy Riley. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Orlando, the lead athlete. Yeah, and Lance Onawahi was there as well. 
Yeah. Also, o- Odell Beckham Jr.'s cousin was there. Mm-hmm. The guy tried out for the Jets, and I guess they didn't want him. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. And then also somebody cool. that played on the Giants, or not played. I think he was in their developmental. What is now? What's what's underneath the? What is this system? For the Giants, he was on the the Super Bowl, the winning Super Bowl Giants team recently. But he wasn't really because he didn't play. He was on the practice squad. That's what it was. Oh, God. the reserves or whatever. I think that's what he was on. So I don't <laughs> think he actually saw any like. Super Bowl action. action or any action whatsoever that like they're touting him as like the Super Bowl champion. Mm-hmm. So I really don't think he played. But like I watched him, they they showed him working out in the ring. He looked good. He was doing the roll throughs and everything. I guess we'll find out. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully we start to see familiar faces being signed, yeah. such as Lance and uh, Mike Orlando and Root Boy. So it's funny. Uh, it's funny because on. Uh, I'm not yeah, well, I'm not even gonna say it. Forget it. <laughs> I'm just gonna well, skip over that. All right. Well also I'm gonna say that there's a rumored card for WrestleMania thirty three out. Check out these matches, ready? You got the Universal Championship on the line. Goldberg defending against Lesnar. No. WWE championship on the line. Bray Wyatt defending against Randy Orton. No. Raw women's championship on the line. Wait, Charlotte- would Bray Wyatt be champion? Yeah, Bray Wyatt is champion. That's more so maybe that I'd like to and, see them. And Goldberg is champion. I that's, No, that's still no. Yeah, the rumor is Bray Wyatt's supposed to win the championship at Elimination Chamber. Uh, then you have War, Raw's women championship on the line. Charlotte defending against Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Nia Jax. Roman Reigns defending uh, against Undertaker. Seth Rollins versus Triple H, depending on this injury. Kevin Owens versus Y2J. Now get this one. AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. Yeah, or, but then... No, because I read something else. I, I Yeah, I also saw... Or it could be Ziggler or no. Uh, Corbin. No. I saw... Who did I see? Oh, I saw Shane versus Triple H. I never saw that. Yeah. That's weird. Also, John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. Like, that just makes no sense. Big Show versus Shaq. Which they better start building to. Uh-huh. And the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, also, so interesting, still up in the air. Also, they're talking about... Wait, you got cut off. Rock and Roll Express Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on that? Not announced yet. I think but... 100% they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So, And they were two, two of the coolest dudes I've ever met. So, There you go. <laughs> um, also, the Hardy Boys and Drew Galloway, apparently they didn't sign. They haven't re-signed with TNA yet. So who knows if they're WWE bound. And Kenny Omega said, although he hasn't re-signed with New Japan yet, he's going to be going to Japan to mm-hmm. re-sign, although things could always change last minute. You never know. People say a lot of different things, uh, like Emelina, who still is. Yeah, they didn't not even air. They didn't even air a video for her this week. Yeah, I think it's just become a becoming more of a joke now. A Brodus Clay. Yeah. So, all right. But WWE, Next. they gave out NXT year-end awards on the kickoff show for NXT Takeover. 
were at NXT TakeOver. Mm-hmm. Breakout star of the year was won by Billy Kay and Peyton Royce collectively. I voted for them, so it's awesome. That's very cool. Very cool. Also, match of the year, Revival versus Do It Yourself, NXT TakeOver well, Toronto. Why do you say do it yourself? I don't, I don't ever know. hear them say do it yourself. Yeah, I know. But that match is definitely deserving of it. It was voted, I think it was number one on WWE's match list. Which was super rare for like NXT to even be included on that sort of thing. I think it's awesome. Tag Team of the Year was voted to be the Revival. I voted for them, so that's also awesome. Uh, female at, uh, Competitor of the Year, Asuka. Which, like, there's no other way around that. Mm-mm. Just like there's no other way around Male Competitor of the Year, as well as Competitor of the Year in general, being Shinsuke Nakamura. No. You can't argue it. But um, congratulations to all of them. Very awesome. All right, so let's get on to some injury results that took place. Evolve 76 took place on the 27th, San Antonio, Texas. Jaka defeating Peter Casa. Darby Allen defeated Chris Dickinson. And Jason Kincaid defeated Dustin. Ethan Page, Ethan Allen, defeated, <laughs> defeated Sabre Jr. via disqualification. Matt Riddle defeated ACH. Did you see him pop up on TakeOver? Yeah, he was on TakeOver. They showed Tyler Bate in the audience and Matt Riddle sitting there just waving behind and news sheets were like, breaking news, Tyler Bate photobombed by a fan. Yeah. <laughs> like a fan? Like no, mm-hmm. like you report about him in the past. You don't know what he looks like? Yeah. But uh, Evolve's Tag Team Championships were on the line. Champions Catch Point defeated, successfully retaining their titles against Jeff Cobb and Timothy Thatcher. And then in the main event, you saw Chris Hero defeat Keith Lee. Yeah. Evolve 77, a hero's exit, San Antonio, Texas, on the 28th. Barrett Brown uh, taking on Darby Allen did not take place, went to a no contest. So it ended up being Barrett Brown. Darby Allen and Saber Jr. defeating Ethan Allen and the Gatekeepers. To say that, I tried so hard. You don't get to say Saber Jr. I tried so hard and got so far. And then we lost so many followers just then. Sorry. <laughs> Tracy Williams defeated Laredo Kid. Catch point defeated Jason Kincaid and Sammy Guevara. And ACH defeated Fred Yahi. What did? How did they say? How did I say it? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. He it is. ACH defeated Fred. Yeah. And then yeah, no DQ match. Matt Riddle defeating Dustin for the Evolve Championship. The champion Timothy Thatcher successfully retained that championship against Jeff Cobb. And then Zack Sabre Jr. Defeated Chris Hero in Chris Hero's last independent match. And it's funny, he's given his speech, his farewell speech and everything, and a fan yells out, don't you have, or, what is, somebody, I forget what they were chanting, they were chanting like, I forget what they were chanting, but it it was something along the lines of like, don't you have somewhere to be? Yeah. (laughs) Like, cause like, oh, like, cause they had. Rumble. No, was it? No, it was TakeOver. Oh, takeover. Yeah. Um, well, Which he oh. was backstage for that, but. Uh-oh. 
On the 28th, MCW Broken Anniversary in Joppa, Maryland. Maxwell Jacob Feinstein with Maria Manic defeated Je- Greg Excellent. Dante Caballero picked up the victory over Brandon Scott. Tag team title, number one contendership on the line in a four corners match. Guns for Hire defeated the Hell's Cat, uh, Hell's Cat, Hell Cats, Coast to Coast, and the Appalachian Outlaws. Leo Rush picked up the victory over Anthony Henry. Black Wall Street defeated Damian Martinez and Napalm Bomb. The MCW Women's Championship was on the line. The champion Molina picked up the victory over Brittany Blake. TNA World Title on, uh, World Tag Team Titles on the line, and the MCW Tag Team Titles yeah, on the line. You're missing the match right there. The I totally am. Three on one handicap match. The Bruiser defeated Andy Weinberg, Jeremiah, and Sean Studd. And now the TNA World Tag Team Title and MCW Tag Team Titles on the line. Broken Hardys defeated. Uh, the Ectorage. Yeah, so now Hardys are now the champions at MCW. Yeah. And then oh. King Maxwell picked up the victory over Kevin Eck. Quite nice. embarrassing, huh? Nice. Embarrassing indeed. Upcoming independent professional wrestling taking place on the 10th of February. Wrestle Pro at the Starland Ballroom in New Jersey. You're going to be seeing... Ryback taking on Brian Cage. Sick match. WCPW Internet Championship on the line as Cody Rhodes defends against Mario Bocara and Leo Rush. Pat Buck and Kevin Matthews will be taking on Dan Moff and a mystery partner. CPA taking on Habib. Anthony Bowens will be taking on Chris Avery Quailing. Alex Reynolds taking on Joey Janela and Matt McIntosh. There's going to be a trios tournament finals match where the Taboo Crew will be taking on Team Espan- Espanicos. The Beast Bunsen and Rikishi, Rikishi take it on Rotani Clash, Massage Envy, and Mark Sterling. I have to assume that's also a trios tournament finals match. Yeah. Uh, you're also Ashley Massaro is going to be here. Brandy Rhodes scheduled to be there. I believe the first, maybe, uh, I don't know, the first 50 people that line up get a uh, dusty teddy bear. Yeah. On the 11th, WrestlePro in Brooklyn, New York. Ryback, team, no. Buster Jackson take it on Delroy Alexander. Yeah. Taboo Crew will be taking on Team Espana. Chris Payne taking on Mario Bojara. Talon will be taking on Alex Reynolds. Craven Varro taking on Dan Moff. You're going to be having a six-person match. You're going to see Hot Dog Starks taking on Kip Stevens, Johnny Clash, Nikos Rikos, and Chris Steeler. And Hush. Oh, and Hush. Yeah, I was like, that's five. Where's six? <laughs> Bear Bronson with Jay Enterprise taking on Beefcake Charlie. Yeah, some uh, scores to be settled there. Mm-hmm. In the best of five series match number four. You're going to be seeing CPA taking on Habib, I guess, the night before his match number three. Yeah, the Heffling Bodies defending their world uh, wrestling pro tag team titles against the Mega Muscle. And for that Wrestle Pro Championship, I don't know why I said it like that, <laughs> Bobby Wayward, the champion, will be taking on Anthony Bowens. Should um, be awesome. Yeah, Jake Roberts will be there, Ashley Massaro, Ryback. So Go check, check it out. Check it out, Brooklyn, New York. 
Yeah, on the same day, WSU, 10-year anniversary in Voorhees, New Jersey. Britt Baker taking on Jordan Grace. Chrissy Rivera's open challenge. Whoever she picks will be taking on Leva Bates. Renee Michelle taking on Thea Trinidad. Annie Social and the Sinister Sweethearts team up to take on Bale Spin and Missy Sampson. Spirit title on the line. Sue Young defending against Kira Hogan and Beta Scott. The WSU tag team titles are on the line. The Fella Twins are opening are issuing issuing an open challenge. Yeah, Jade versus Lufisto. And then the WSU world title on the line where the champion Allie will be taking on Mercedes Martinez. And also same. taking place on the 11th of February, same exact place, Voorhees, New Jersey. You got CZW 18 and still like nothing else. CZW tag team titles are going to be on the line. Scarlet and Graves defending those titles against EYFBO. You got Jay Chris taking on Shane Strickland. David Chris taking on Ricky Shane Page. Wire title on the line. Janela taking on Stockade. And you got the WXW Shotgun title as well as the Progress Atlas title on the line. David Starr, champion, taking on champion Matt Riddle. Yeah, also CCW world title on the line. Joe Gacy defending against Shigeru Iri. So, yeah, so definitely check that match. out at the out. Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow John at Mr. John Boss. Go follow Eric at Montreal Broski, MTL Broski. That is also go check out First Thing in the Morning on YouTube. It's a Let's Play channel that is amazing that he does. So go check out First Thing in the Morning. Also go check out Travis at Travis underscore Big Papa. Thank you very much for uh, listening to our podcast and putting us out there, Travis. Also, Vikram, go follow him at VBandari82. Thank you very much for uh, listening to our podcast as well. We appreciate all of your support. Uh, everything that we do is for the fans, not for our personal gain. Uh, just all the money and fame that we get out of it. Uh, that's the main reason why we do it, in addition to all of you. Well, more Brandon. That's why he does it. He does it for the fame and glory. I do it for the fans. Brandon, go on. It's your shout-outs. Hey, Vatos! Brandon, shout-out! First up is going again recently. They've done a lot of stuff. WW2K17 getting a shout-out. Uh, they released a patch this week. Um... Which unfortunately they patched up a thing where like the the hair dye feature can like paint on Luke Gallo's face to make him look like he was in the Bullet Club kind of. Oh, that's pretty cool. But they patched it up, so that's gone. But well, that's unfortunate then. Yes, but they added a Scorpion Deathlock that was a catapult and catching finisher now. So it's pretty cool when somebody's diving off the top rope and you catch them with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the catapult version is kind of stupid, but whatever. I thought that was cool. Uh, next right. up, next up goes to a Twitch streamer, Sidecar Angel. Uh, I just happened to I stumbled upon it the other day. I had my PS4. The the WW2K17 was updating and it was taking forever. 
And my Mac at the same exact time goes, hey, by the way, we need to update also. So they, I, I'm updating this and it's taking forever. And I was just browsing the live streaming videos on PlayStation 4. And I came across this, this girl. Everyone, other, everyone else was playing video games. She was painting. And she was painting uh, Pokemon and stuff. I thought it was the coolest thing. Huh. She also streams herself playing video games. And I think predominantly video games. But I really thought her art was awesome. So check her out. Sidecar Angel. That's one word. Check it out. And uh, last up goes to Jonathan Freeman. Because he plays Jafar in the movies. And everything else. As well as on Broadway. So it was really awesome to see him live. And hear his voice live as Jafar. That's pretty interesting. And, and I'm pretty sure I saw him, I think I saw him in Mary Poppins, which I didn't realize until just like recently. So, Very interesting, Brandon. And, and I saw Lion King at the New Amsterdam Theater when I was a kid. I saw Mary Poppins at that same theater as well as Aladdin. So kind of hit a Disney, Disney hat trick there. There you go. Good job. I'm proud of you. But it was Not really... people it, get to. Yeah, right. Especially since like, like... How long ago was Lion King at that theater? It was so many years ago. Mm -hmm. That's celebrating, I think, 20 years now on Broadway. That's insane. Yeah. But it was really cool hearing Jafar be Jafar. That is pretty cool. The one disappointing thing I have to say about Aladdin, I mean, obviously, you know, my favorite thing, my favorite line out of every Disney song at, at all. Like, you know it, right? Yeah. Beauty and the Beast. No, what? Really? Yeah, the, my favorite line in any Disney oh, song. Oh, I thought you I thought you meant line of a song. I was saying line of a song. Yeah, I'm saying Beauty and the Beast. No, you know it's coming from from One Jump Ahead. Where Aladdin oh, yeah, I don't know why you said Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that's what I meant in Aladdin, yeah. One disappointing thing was in the film when she said when the woman pops out and goes still I think he's rather tasty. Uh -huh. She's like this fat, ugly woman that like that's like hilarious that she's like, yeah, saying it in the show. She's like thin. She's beautiful. Oh, I was like, no. <laughs> but, I don't know why I said Beauty and the Beast. I'm thinking Aladdin in it yeah. in my mind. But it's a really good show. So if you get a chance, check it out on Broadway. I think it's here to stay. It doesn't seem go. like it's going anywhere. So, and if you if you're a fan of Aladdin and you want to see the actual Jafar play Jafar in real life, Broadway, check Aladdin. it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but that's it for my shout outs. Now it's time for Ow! to say absolutely 100% Ty Dillinger being in the Royal Rumble at number 10. Uh, and if I had to pick another one, it would obviously have to be seeing Jonathan Freeman Jafar be on Broadway. I'm actually going to choose, let's see. Um, huh. I think I'm going to choose this clip from uh, Ring of Honor, Cody Rhodes. Donovan Dijak. Donovan Dijak is sitting on a chair set up. Cody Rhodes just swings this chair 
like baseball back right at his head. Nasty hit. Um, I don't know how it's, I really have no idea how it's possible. Uh, we've watched it many times. We've <laughs> analyzed the tapes, and still we do not get it. I think that's the only way to take that is by taking it to the head. Um, also marked out for uh, Samoa Joe a bit. I was surprised. I was really happy. I mean, you kind of spoiled it for me, though. But uh, I was with what? Well, you told me Joe. You mentioned Samoa Joe on Facebook to me. Oh. And it was before I knew. Um, and yeah, outside of that, Royal Rumble, I marked. I was marking out for the entire time. So that is the podcast. Yeah, that turn is. Your page to say three one three. Yeah, I have to remember what page, what episode was. I thought it was three one three, but I wasn't too sure. But yeah, so episode three hundred three in the book. That's three hundred and three. It's three hundred and three. Three one three. Three one three. Three thirteen. Three thirteen. Done. Complete finito. Make sure you go check out all of our past episodes. Markinout.com. Also on Google Play and Stitcher Radio. Subscribe to all of those across the board. Go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. Follow us on Twitter at Markinat, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, at BTTG161. Also go check out Cooking with Brandon 5, youtube.com slash Markinat11. Does it feel like you've been doing this for six years now? Yeah, six years come and go, I guess. No, not really. It's crazy. But, oh, buy our t-shirts, buy our t-shirts, buy our t-shirts, prowrestlingpeaks.com slash out. And thank you, seriously, for everyone that still listens and and, and appreciates us, because we appreciate you. Yeah, thank you for the support, everyone. And we wish you the mm-hmm. best of luck in your future endeavors. You said on your future endeavors. Have a wonderful week. Oh. Uh-